Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to post-episode issues, Game of Thrones, Season 5, Episode 2, The House of Black and White. And uh, holy crap, Joe. We did not holy get... Holy crap, Phil. Oh, my God. Holy crap, Joe. What the hell, the hell did we just watch? Holy shit, what an amazing episode of Game of Thrones, and it's great to be here to talk to you guys. You guys are already going crazy in the chat room live. Love to have that. Love to see all you guys talking. I love all the Game of Thrones one-liner jokes that were going on, all the Danny hate that we're going to get way behind that Danny hate. <laughs> oh my god, you, you guys are preaching to the choir, but we're also going to talk as much as we can about Arya as we possibly could, because I felt like it was they, they, they were salivating us tonight. They were salivating us tonight with the uh, the Arya stuff. But guys, if this is your first time checking us out, please join the comment section, join the chat, share your thoughts of this episode of Game of Thrones. Or if you're watching this later, jump in the comment section and share your thoughts as well. If you look in the uh, in the information box there, you can see all the other ways to reach us. So enough of that happy horse shit. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into the... Oh, and then I forgot something else. Jon Snow is the 998th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. What the fuck? Stannis offered him to... Stannis tried to do, tried to help you out, Joe. Ultimate bribe. Ultimate bribe. He knew exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Oh, not it, exactly. Not exactly. Oh, no, knew exactly what he Not exactly. So, it wasn't before daddy we, legitimate. Before we get started, I got to tell you, I liked last week's beer so much. That was a birthday gift from the Omegang Brewery, the Vala Mergalis. That was this one. I went out and bought a different flavor, the Dark Saison, which is named Three-Eyed Raven. Oh, my deliciousness. D this beer is coffee. really freaking good. Uh, oh. Worthy of the name Game of Thrones Three-Eyed Raven. It is a black dark saison. That's what it looks like in my mug. Holy oh, shit. Holy shit, guys. Thank you, everybody that's jumping in the room right now. We have so many uh, so many of our friends in the chat room right now. Dragon, Eric, Steve, Bill, Ren Renwood, Aiden's here, Lola's here, Igor's here. Here we go, motherfucker. Igor, you were cracking me up with the Misa Jaja Binks stuff before. Misa Jaja Binks, oh, Jaja Binks. Oh, I get that stuck in my head now. And we also have Steve the Dude Fiven in the chat room right now. Steve, yeah. welcome, the dude. And with me, as always... On this Game of Thrones adventure is Joe and Katie. Katie will be in the chat and uh, be talking to you in the chat room and sharing her thoughts when she can. Uh, that was her hand. Wait, wait. Could you do that again? Let me get this get, get on the screen. Yeah, we want to. Cheers. See, guys, if you're listening to the audio cast it, of this, it wasn't just me doing it myself. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, if you're listening to, hello. if you're I listening to the. I said, say hello. Oh my goodness. Wow, he's oh, telling her what to do. To I need to get me a nice little Westerosi girl listens to what I tell her to do. Yeah, yeah, she's. <laughs> this is what happens, Joe, when you get involved with the free folk. Uh, right? Yeah. Wildlings? Wildlings here. So, so okay, oh, so yeah. let's get right into this episode because there's so much we want to talk about here. And uh, the <laughs> Bill says the beer is dark and full of terrors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I the hope it's full of terrors. terrors. Oh, we <laughs> also we also have Anna checking in on Twitter. Valamagolas, Drogon better come back. She needs to learn how to ride that dragon. She needs to learn a lot of shit. Is what she needs to learn. Oh, to learn how to, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's a bad mom. Bad mom. Bad mom. To the point where, <laughs> Katie, I would go. I would go as far to say that she's not only just a bad mom. She's Drogon's become the father there. He's taking care of her yeah. now. Yeah. Oh well, he showed right up. She she got in. She was put in danger. Nobody's seen this dragon for months. She's in danger, and he's there that night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you ask me, Drogon. And if you ask me, she as soon as they started rioting, she should have reminded them 
that she has dragons. Oh yeah, that <laughs> you and Bi- <laughs> you and uh, Horse Nation are on the same page, Joe. Uh, he, Horse Nation says awesome beer. I wonder if they sell that in Europe too. Probably not. Uh, cheers. Yeah, wherever it's, it's all over the place out here in New England. So. So uh, so here we go. Let's let's get right into this episode because there's so much to talk about. We open up with Arya because I want to talk about Arya. I have a feeling that Danny stuff is going to seems to be what a lot of people want or is is the main focus of the Danny hate. But we'll get to it. I just want to I want to suck up as much Arya as we can because yeah, it was so cool. I'm, I'm telling you, I really love I loved it when we saw Stannis hit Bravos, and I loved watching Arya come into Bravos. I love that that tit- Titan. They call it Titan. I'm going to call it Colossus because it certainly reminds me of Colossus. And and the way it's described in the book is uh, ships coming and going. They get that blast you heard for Arya. And uh, there's some dangerous shit that happens between those legs. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Ren Ren was drinking an angry archer hard cider. Good stuff. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm I'm drinking uh, disgusting sludge. (laughs) Bravos looks like Venice, yes, with the canals and everything. And I I also love how when we were coming in, we got to see the rock formations, which could explain how a city like Bravos was hidden for so long. Yeah, the natural fortress. Yeah, it's it's a natural fortress. It's all canalways, so it's hard to to get an invading army, so to speak. And um, yeah, no Viking ships. You know, there's there's (laughs) a lot that would go into it, and they're they're all. They have a reputation as accomplished swordsmen, things like that. So there's a lot of reasons why. And and I think that is the only way in by sea, is through the legs of the, of the Colossus. Interesting. It, that's always the way to get to the water, Joe, is through the legs. Uh, Horse Nation says, I think the writers let Danny fuck everything up so when Tyrion arrives, he can shine. Uh... I agree. Oh, yeah. I absolutely I, yes. agree. And I think that, that uh, her world is probably going to, evolve into a little bit more chaos before Tyrion arrives. He's got a long way to go. Yep. Well, I think and that was kind of set up a little in the conversation with uh, Varys and, and Tyrion. Varys seems to be really guiding him in that direction, <laughs> yes. too. Lil is drinking uh, coffee right now because it's 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking coffee, too. Yep. I'm, I'm double fisting it. I got, I got a coffee brewed for when I'm done with Woo-hoo! my my brew brew. <laughs> coffee. So the, so the episode opens up and we open up to our... Yeah, I have that, too. I have, I have that. Uh, we open up to Arya, and her eyes are as t- intense as hell. She look, It was really great to catch up with Arya. She, she almost looks in a hypnotized state, kind of almost yeah. possessed, with some force driving her. Um, she's fixating on something in the distance, and she's still on the same ship we saw her board at the end of Season 4. She continues to look, and we get, as Joe said, a huge, excellent look at the statue of Bravos with the Titan and the Broken Sword. This is the That's best. second look of them. Yeah, but this is the best look that we've gotten of him. Yeah. Yes. This is definitely the best look we've seen. And this was our first horn blast we heard from him. Exactly. And so as they start to sail near, the captain <laughs> says to Arya, old times when the when the Bravos stood in danger, the Titan would step in the sea with fire in his eyes and smash their enemies. Arya smiles in that cute, wise-ass Arya way that only Arya can smile like with that, hmm, it's only a statue, stupid man. And... Uh, <laughs> I've seen some real shit. You don't know what I've seen. And the mighty horn blows, but she gets scared and freaks out and kind of grabs her needle for a second. And the oh, ca- she wasn't. She's not afraid. She wasn't afraid. She's but not scared. She, but she, but she, okay, she, she. She's in awe. Yeah. No, I, she was startled. She was frightened. I would say scared in the way that even the bravest of cats, they're prepared to attack at any time so yeah. that they're always vigilant. 
vigilant. Listen, listen, when a bang goes off behind your head or in front of you, it's the stupid man who doesn't flinch. <laughs> Ren Redwood says, make that angry orchard. Danny says, you don't look up going in, or, or Dan says, you don't look up going into Bravos. Yeah, you don't want to get that visual. <laughs> no, you do not want to see that. <laughs> that is the angry goat him? view. That right is there. the, yeah, that's the angry. <laughs> Lola says, I was hoping for Arya to get longer screen time. So, so was I. And it looks like they're going to, they know we want that. So they were teasing it a little bit. Oh, yeah, they were. Uh, Horse Nation. Especially, especially now that we have a reuniting with Jaqen Hakkar. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention that at the beginning as well. The man here has that, has no name. Yes. No, no. He's not there. That wasn't him. The, the, the man, I don't think that was him either. I don't think not. It wasn't there's him. Never, there's never a him. There, there's no, you know, like, who who is a man? Yes. yes. <laughs> what is? I, it, we're, we're getting very deep here, Joe. It's it's the existential questions of the time. What is it? What is nothing? Uh, is nothing something to... Anyways, the Horse Nation says, I drink race energy drink. Uh, a Red Bull clone costs one fourth the cost of yeah. Go, go never buy the original. Never buy the original. Always buy the the lesser stuff. I love when Arya recites the list of people she wants to kill. That's my girl. Only four names oh. left on the on the list. That's Scout and Bill. Steel Sabus says a lot shorter than last season in my in my opinion. I oh just, yeah. Yep, I just have Pepsi beers. Uh, stores closed at 6 p.m. See French. Lola says, uh, someone give this girl a crown. Her story is probably the most interesting in the books. Arya is by far the best character and the most potential in the series. Brave little Arya. I agree. You're preaching to the choir here with uh, Joe. The uh, the hound should not have been on that list, says Ren Renwood. I Oh, of course the hound should have been on that list. The hound killed the butcher boy. The hound not only killed the. That was Joffrey. Boy. He was doing. He was doing. Uh, I did not order the code red. We what we learned from few good men, Joe, is sometimes it's not the uh, the soldier who carries out. It's the it's Jack Nicholson who who gives the orders. They, well, it was still the soldiers. It, there was just him that bore responsibility. Also, yeah, right. No, I, I think they he, still got punished. He Dishonorably he discharged. You're right, there. Katie. He earned he earned his place there. Um, you also got to remember that he kidnapped her. He was ransoming her. He, she had no choice in whether or not she came and went. And he, he smacked her around a little when she wasn't a lot more so in the book. This comes to a fundamental disagreement that you and me had last season that we can bring to here now. I, I speculate and I feel that by the end she had a sense of friendship or kinship with him by the very, by the very end. Uh, I think if that were true, I really think if that were true, she would have, she would have killed him. Sword she she would have used needle on him. It, I, and I, I mean, we we talked about that a lot. I, I tend to think that, uh, but I see I see what you're saying there. But I also think, like, uh, a first he asked her to. He didn't come straight out with the insults. First he was like, okay, do it. You got what you want, do it. When she wouldn't, he started, ah, oh, well, fuck you, and I should have fucked your sister. I'm sure she has a pleasant, cunt, you know. <laughs> but if you but believe, trying to goad her into it, and all that did was was fuel her remembrance in the fact that this is not a nice guy yeah no he had his own agendas he had his do own do you think plans. i don't want to yeah, i don't want to talk too much about this joe but do you think uh, this i don't want to talk too much because we talked a lot about this and we talked about this a lot in two different podcasts so so i don't want to get too far down this road but i i tend my speculation is in that moment when he was stepping up against brianne he was trying to help her he was showing her that he cares and he was trying to protect her and a couple I of times towards trying to save his his uh, no he had no investment anymore he, he still no has a ransom for her. Eh. Okay. Anyways, let's let's move on because I don't want to talk too much about this. Because uh, because again, if you guys want to hear more of that, it goes back to sell him to Cersei for for his life or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't. He'd never do that. He would never do that. 
I'd like think so either. I'd like to see Arya become more of a badass pro assassin, says Lola. Bran be- becomes a powerful warlock. S- Sansa becomes like a master of deception. And Rickon, the future king of Lord of Winterfell, if he ever shows up. And uh, Arya didn't, uh, Horse Nation says, Arya didn't kill the Hound because she was afraid to do so. Lola says, I have one question. Does the coin that Jukhan gave to Arya have any special powers or anything like that? Uh, I don't think it has any special powers. It's just, a, it's like a, t- it's the golden ticket in some way. It's a it's a marker, yep. and and uh, I don't th- I don't believe that Arya was afraid to kill the Hound. She walked right up to him and grabbed the purse of gold off him. <laughs> What's she afraid of? She and just before she killed the Hound, she ran through a guy in the tavern. A couple of she fucked up a couple of people in the tavern, cut one of their legs, and then and then went after his throat. The one that did that to uh, the the kid that escaped with her and Gendry and all them. Dr- um, no, she wasn't afraid of the hound killing the hound. That's what's so. She's killed in the past. She's she'll kill in the future. I agree. She was she that didn't want to. She wanted him to suffer. Um, dragon she was dying anyway, and whatever. She she probably would have been content to just sit there and watch him die the whole time. But I don't think she wanted to listen to it anymore. <laughs> she, uh, dragon says she was a friend to the hound, but business is business. Andrew Martin says another episode with no Rick and her gender. Uh, I, I wonder. I think she was not a friend to the hound. She was using him as much as he was using her. But she definitely knew that he was protection at this point, uh, just because she was an investment to him. Vaughn, for your uh, Vaughn, I agree with you, and for what Joe's comment about bringing the Cersei, he would he would have caught dead if he went back to King's Landing. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I agree with that. Cer- Cersei would have had the Hound's head for abandoning the fuck the king fuck line. The king. Right, uh, yep. Christopher says the coin is like an exclusive membership coin. Uh, Horse Nation says she was afraid to kill the Hound because she learned to really like him. That's different than killing a scumbag. Stephen French said it has power some sort. Remember the captain that denied Arya first till he saw the co- saw the coin. Scout says Arya wanted the Hound to die slowly. That's why she didn't kill him. That's more on Joe's side. Ghetto Toad says maybe Arya will get to be an old black man too someday. Uh, <laughs> Dragon says Lummy Lummy Greenhands, <laughs> and uh, Red says no way in hell Arya would have thrown away that coin. What the hell's a Lummy? Yeah, Bill, I want to know what the hell's a Lummy too. So Lummy pie. Lommy pie. So the captain says, "Don't be afraid." Uh, he's announcing our arrival, and she says, "I'm not afraid." As we pan out and see Bravos protected by the Titan, two feet on either side of a huge mountain that protects protects the uh, the city. Uh, as we were saying, it's a visual. It, it blocks ships going by, so you can see why a place like that was hidden for so long. Joe, do you want to show us on the map where Bravos is? This is right up here on the map. If you look closely, ooh, ooh, I can't move, let you do. move, move camera angle. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's uh, it's a bunch of little islands, a bunch of little canals, right at the top western point, northwestern point of Essos. Oh, where, where, where we, our line, where the, what the fuck's a Lamy is is very relevant because uh, that's something the Hound would say. Lamy was the kid that Polliver killed with needle. So yeah, what the fuck's a Lamy? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about Lamy. And, <laughs> and so she did that right back to him in the in the, uh, in the the inn. And she pushes the sword right up through his, the bottom of his mouth into his brain. Just like he did Just to like Lamy. he did to Lamy. And, and, uh, I, and she even repeats the lines to him. Yep. What's the matter with your leg? Are you injured, boy? Yeah. Oh, no. Or something like that. He's he can't like, walk. What? And he's like, huh? Can pick and your teeth. When, and then when he uh, she puts the needle down to his neck, it all sinks in. He he remembers exactly who who she is and everything. 
Okay, so the Horse Nation says the coin belonged to the most badass Guild of Assassins in the world. That's why everyone does what the owner wants. Hell yeah, great, great way of saying it. Big Kev. That's why those three fuckers ran off. <laughs> Big Kev says, uh, I'm behind you guys having a rocking show tonight. I'll be here when my show is done. Then poker time. Time to take everybody's money. Take everyone's money, Big Kev. Oh, and I forgot. Mother dick out. Yeah, man. Mother, <laughs> mother dick. Mother dick. <laughs> Could never forget the mother dick, my friend. So so then we cut over. We The scene continues, and we're on a smaller boat, a dinghy, going through the, the canals of... Uh, of the city. She's so happy. We haven't seen Arya. And it's the captain himself. That's taking her. That's taking her in the dinghy. That's rowing the dinghy. Yep. Rowing it for. But the two of them. And I think that's kind of important. I think that's very important. It is. It is. Yeah, he's giving her all. He gave her a cabin. Right. And he's, he's an important yeah. guy. He's a captain of a ship. Like, that's not an unimportant man. <laughs> especially in a port city like Bravos. Like, that's a, a position of, of power, especially when you're on the sea. You're the king of that boat. Belarmore Gullis and the Rhine—they go a long way. Exactly. <laughs> so they get All on the die. so they're on the smaller boat and they're rowing, uh, rowing through the canals. And we get a very good look of the inside or the very inside of of Bravos, which is move to Bravos. It's a beautiful place. It really is, and you and again, I've got to say in this episode specifically, uh, be, because. I mean, we're only two episodes in, so it's you can just see that the budget is up and everything is looking so beautiful. I love this location. I love what little we got to see of Dorne tonight, which we haven't yeah, even mentioned yeah. it once. Even just seeing the water gardens of Dorne was really freaking oh, cool. Amazing. And what was really awesome about this scene, too, is as they were going through the water and the captain's rowing them, the music's going strong, very strong the whole time. And, it's, and you get to see this. Gre- and plus, I think they just lucked out as well shooting that day. Because as he was rowing, they pan out and you see an amazing shot of the sky. Like, the, yeah, like a, yeah. it, it was just they got yeah, Kate, Kate, they got really lucky in that on that day. And the captain says the house of black and white. And as they stop at the dock, as she as the the music stops, there's no soundtrack anymore. And it, and uh-huh. there's no windows, there's no music, there's nothing, and you don't see anything Great else. Settings. This uh, this. This fortress, um, if you will, temple. I, I don't even know. There's just a, a door, a black and white door, <laughs> in this huge stone building. Looks to be about two or three stories with no windows, uh, multi sided, not just square. Black and white cookie door. Yep, yeah. and, and a half moon cookie for a door. Yep. <laughs> yep. And there's nothing behind it. This is not a small canal. There's, we don't see any other building anywhere near this or in any shot while we're while we're around it so it's definitely off not in the <laughs> middle of the city mm. so <laughs> uh, ren says bravos is like venice italy dragon says she looks so happy to see regular life going on i agree that she had such a smile bill says it was it's All like episode. it's like a ghetto of venice dragon says off uh steve french says venice might be getting a tourism spike because of because of people <laughs> seeing this uh uh lola says I thought it. I thought in the House of Black and White door that it was Samuel L. Jackson for a second. <laughs> I thought, and then Christopher, Christopher says I thought it was Danny. Yeah, yeah. Christopher thought it was Danny Glover. Lola thought it was uh, Michael Jackson. I thought it was Michael. 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 Or uh, Commander Worf over there. Yeah, for a oh. second with heavy makeup. Yeah, I don't think it was. Or someone from another sci-fi show that I've seen a lot of. I'm looking Michael it up Jackson's right now. Father. <laughs> Joe Jackson? Yeah. 
Jackson. Could have been Joe Jackson. So, uh, and, uh, oh, sorry. Aiden also says, I noticed uh, with all the house in black and white scene, only the black door is used. I wonder if that's an mm-hmm. indication to their association with death. I wonder who would or could use the white door. Very interesting that's question. Curious. That is curious. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Well, they operate in the shadows. <laughs> Steve French has some suggestions for you, Joe. Lean the cup, Joe. Right You'll get all the foam. Uh, what about the foam, Joe? Steve what, French. Foam? The head? Yeah, lean the lean the cut so you got all the foam on that poor Joe. He's supposed to have a nice head on a beard. <laughs> that's a big fat head. <laughs> Bill says, uh, <sighs> Keith. Uh, Bill says the actor's name is Keith David. Keith David. Uh, Ren says the left door is Weirward. The right one is Ebony. Uh, Ghetto Toad says, I thought it was an old bill from down by local pub. (laughs) (laughs) Say what one more time? What? What? Say what one more goddamn time? time. (laughs) Say what one more goddamn time? So the captain says the house of black and white is here, and this is where you'll find the mayor and you seek. Then the captain leaves her as he looks up the stairs and sees, and they see the door of black and white, and that's when we get no music. It's a nice, subtle touch that adds a lot of anticipation to the scene. Arya thanks him for bringing her, and the captain says, any man of Bravos would do the same. And then the Vala Magoras Vala uh, Doheris uh, back and forth thing, and he heads off, and she goes up and knocks on the door, and she knocks, waits, no answer. Oh, shit. Keith David. Rolls her eyes. That's why you recognize him. What was that? You know Keith David. Of course you know Keith David. Keith David's been in everything. <laughs> he was in Platoon. He was the guy burning the shit in Platoon. Oh, okay. Uh, that, I, I definitely... He, really he was in Pitch Black. He was in... Uh, shit, you name it. Commu- bunch of episodes of Community. Adventure. Oh, no, no. B- Bill Sotheby says, no, it wasn't Keith David. He just thought oh, it looked like Keith David. No, I'm looking here. I don't okay. see it listed. Up. Game right. No, no, no. We're sorry. <laughs> we're, we're spreading rumors here. We're spreading... <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, maybe if... It did look like Keith David. I'm gonna say it. Now that I'm looking at pictures of Keith David, it definitely looked like him. The mouth was just right. Horse Nation says they only use the black door because one door isn't enough to enter unless you're carrying a piano. (laughs) Uh, uh, Bill says, "Yeah, I just thought it looked like Keith David." Ghetto Toad says, "Maybe if she knocked on the white door, she would have got Jakan Hagar instead of the old black guy." Bill Sotheby says, was it Bill Keith David for real? I thought it might have been it. <laughs> now we're having all those questions. Oh, Anna, our friend Anna Banana, Aria is my new hero. Jaquim will teach her the ways of the faceless men. She will be back to Westeros, but not as herself. Very interesting. Oh, we have another Australian friend. Uh, B social scientist Cohen. Hi from Australia. Love you guys. Who, who am I? Ungrateful slaves. He he. Oh, <laughs> ungrateful mummy the faceless men can look like anyone Ooh, we have snakes in the room now we have snakes in the chat room holy shit we have we have this we're international right now we have so many people from australia we have two people from australia i wonder if you guys know each other i know it's such a small place no i'm kidding <laughs> i know it's so tiny everybody knows each other right so of course, yeah of course of course yeah oh it's this guy named cedric henderson cedric henderson okay well young guy too yeah good, good. that's some good that's some good acting uh lola says when the faceless man chases his face it doesn't mean his face has changed permanently they're only putting on masks so it's still possible for the actor to return very interesting stuff um so let's let's go on here a little bit uh so so aria knocks on the door no one answers 
she rolls her eyes a little bit. She knocks again and looks to see how far the boat has gone. And she knocks a third time. And as she's turning around, not expecting to see anyone, the door opens and it is this gentleman who says, nothing. And she goes, um, uh, hello? <laughs> and then she goes, Vala Magores? <laughs> no response. She pulls out the coin. Jacqueline Agar sent this to me, sent me here. And finally he talks. He says, no one's here by that name. And she says, wait, wait, wait. I crossed the narrow sea. I have nowhere else to go. Which the guy says, you have everywhere else to go. And slams the door on Pearl He's a wise man. What an awesome, man. Answer. What an wise awesome man. answer. Everywhere else. There is nowhere else. You can't be here. So anywhere else you go is where you should go. It is someplace for you to go. Bye. <laughs> I There's thought a that place was right a... over there. Yeah. <laughs> you can even just get right. in the water and let that take you anywhere. <laughs> and then you're not here anymore. Go, child. Bye. Go. go. <laughs> Bill Sotheby says, this is just my own personal theory, but I think that at some point in the future, Arya will be the one to kill Ramsay Bolton by warging into Nymeria and hunting him down with her wolves just like he hunts women. Ooh, that would be oh awesome. For, I would love to see that. I just want to see Nymeria again, really, is what it comes down to. Yeah, seriously. And, th and that connects to something that I want to just uh, mention that uh, Steel Saber sent me a really awesome message about last week's episode. Just paused last week's episode of Game of Thrones because I noticed something. Ghost is laying down, chewing on some sort of horse leg bone, maybe off uh, right to where John spars with the kid. Ghost is like a foot taller now, it seems, measuring his legs in the body and standing up beside Sam. Looks like the dragons aren't the only ones who are still growing. Ghost is probably oh, going to no. be around yeah. the size of a horse now with elongated neck, maybe able to look some men in the eyes when his head is raised, mm -hmm. according to what I can measure out. Sorry, just nerding out. Don't be sorry. No, it's true. It's true. Dire no, wolves these are, are to be huge. huge, and these are juvenile. It'll take them a few years. At well, least, they've already—they're already a few years old. And, and it'll take them, like especially um, with the larger breeds, it takes them a few years to fully yeah. mature. They got a lot of growing to do. It's—it's <laughs> it, it's interesting to say that also that there's a a part of uh, the books that's not really in this, and they don't really go into it at all. And that's she has these dreams constantly of. Uh, Kind of like Bran's vision. Yeah, I mean, we don't boarding. we don't want to get too down to the book group, but basically, all the Starks do, and that, and they don't and they don't show that in the. But, but they, they but they play that up a lot with her. It's a big part of her story in the book. And and serious. the things that is going on in this dream, which I just want to mention to the fans out there, is this wolf is like leading this dire wolf is leading a pack of other wild wolves. Like it's basically the alpha wolf in much with much smaller wolves behind yeah. it, and it's not just like <laughs> a pack of like ten or twenty. It's supposed to be a pack of like a hundred wolves led by this dire wolf roaming Westeros down here in the plains and in the in the hills. Steel Sabah says, uh, "I'm really excited to see Ghost back in action." Uh, and uh, yeah, very interesting yeah. stuff with uh, with with everything else that's uh, being talked about right now. Where I don't want to say too much about that because it's, it's, it's not just her dreams, but other people mention it and talk about this. It's like a, something that's happening, and people are talking about this wolf leading this pack of wolves. Yeah. This massive dire wolf. Steve the dude five and says, "I learned that the dog playing Nymeria was the best behaved, and uh, sub subsequently played all the rest of the wolves." They just uh, dyed her hair. Very, really? Is that true? Is that true, Steve? Oh, very. Stories are you making stuff up? Are, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you <laughs> don't lie. Are, are you smoking too? Are you smoking a doobie listening to Credence, dude? Come on, dude. <laughs> uh, I just like I want to see more dragons and better dragon treatment. I want to see more wolves. Me too. I want more wolves. Me they too. seem just as like 
important right now, and sacred as the dragons. They're like the Stark dragons. Two. We started out with what? We could have a dragon direwolf war. Ooh. Like, Look at you! You you know, a hundred feet above them, blowing flame down and cooking the tire wolves. Steve says. Steve says it is known. (laughs) Ooh, my word! Oh, hey! (laughs) (laughs) It is known. Oh, it is known. Bill is known too. Oh, wow! Ooh, my world globe didn't work. The arrow was meant to be pointing to Australia. What did you guys think of the differences with Bronze story change and the violent fantasy change in the Alaria uh, Sand? She was a gentle creature in the books. We'll get to that when we talk about Dorne. We'll talk a little bit about her change. And 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 yeah. I think I, I mean I can easily say that I think I think it's a similar situation that that we know her from last season, so they decided to make her the focal point rather than have one of the new uh, Sand Snakes. Instead of introducing a Sand Snake. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't, sense. I don't mind it. It makes sense, and I, I, I felt her tonight. I thought she did a great job in that scene. Oh, with, and with as long as we I, get to yeah. where we're going, I'm not really, uh, like, I don't necessarily care how how we get there. All, the only thing I'll say is that if it does kind of, if they do merge her character with that Sand Snake, I don't see how. Yeah, don't talk about. That's what I'm saying. Let's stay away from the stay away from the book stuff as much as we can right now. Different podcast, different time. So, uh, so Arya, Arya sits down and uh, and they and they slam the door and poor Arya. She turns around and she's like, "Damn, what do I do now?" She sits on the first step and then she just starts in on her list: Cersei, Walter Frey, the Mountain, Marin Trent, over and over. And over again, through the rain, through the night, just doing it over and over. While flipping the coin in her hand, uh, Two-Face style. She finally looks up the next morning and gives gets this look on her face. Again, I this is we haven't seen Arya in a while, or since you know, a new Arya in a while. It seems like forever. I just loved her so much in the scene, like the little smile she gives at this moment, like what the fuck am I doing? This like, oh, I'm an idiot or, or, just, or just something like, what am I doing here? And then she walks over to the water and she throws the coin in the water and she walks off. Intense scene, excellently played by Maisie. Uh, well, she's really, we talk a lot about some of these characters play the characters well. She embraces and, and she just is Arya. So, and she, so yeah, great. She so fucking yeah. great. Her yeah, she is. Uh, she is great job. No, again, I already had her image in my mind when I started reading the so. books because mm. I saw the first season first. Yep. But I, I got to say that it, it, fit. <laughs> it fit and throughout all the rest of the material that I read, she is doing a fantastic job portraying the character from the book. Absolutely. It's amazing. Absolutely. She's and- not just portraying the character from the screenplay. She's playing the character from the book. And <laughs> beat with it. Really good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at the whole because uh, the because the Dothraki are the most scholarly people. Scholarly people. <laughs> Such a great people. Uh, they have a wisdom all their own. Yeah, yeah sure, 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 sure. We were talking about that in between the weeks about how uh, how much they know. Uh, <laughs> I was just I was waiting for I was waiting for Horse Nation to come out. Uh, that he's he should They're be at the... least as smart as Jon Snow, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Scout Dakota says I could watch a whole sh- a whole show of Arya. She's great. Bill uh, Bill says, "Yeah, they thought dragons came from the second moon. Sounds legit to me." Yeah, 
in Horse Nation. Dothraki are ignorant, obviously. Well, doesn't doesn't the Red Comet bring dragons? Come on now. Doesn't didn't the Red Comet bring the dragons? Didn't the Red Comet tell the war? I I just know there's no the Red what Red Comet? The Red Comet that came and went that nobody talks about. Joe, I just know that there's no lands past the salty waste. That's all I know. Well, except except the ghost grass. The ghost grass, yeah. Anywhere near past the lands of Ashai, which is like way the fuck down here. Way off the map, somewhere like. So Forrest Forrest Last says, I want Arya to kill Cersei. Don't know why. They're both my faves, but uh, but I would just love to watch uh, wrapping her hands hands around her throat and choking her. Cersei needs a long, drawn-out suffering death. Yeah, she does. Just saying. Joe. I like villains as much as I like heroes, so I could say I could say Cersei Lannister would be one of my favorite characters. <laughs> that doesn't mean I want to hang out. Villains. That doesn't I don't like this. One. <laughs> you don't like this she one. She plays it so good. I can't like her. <laughs> like, like there's some villains that are worth liking. Like, uh, I don't know. I they guess some I guess I see Because I'm thinking of Vincent D'Onofrio right now. Oh, Daredevil, you're you're and thinking like, King. I love it. You're... I love every th- moment he's on screen. Yeah, you're stuck I in. Don't King... love every moment Cersei's on screen. I want to smack her. Yeah, you're stuck in <laughs> Kingpin land right now. I want to give her the honor of the king so bad. <laughs> Arya killing king Cersei. Honor. Scout says Arya killing Cersei would make my day. I think it would make everybody's day. I, I... <laughs> so to, so here we go to something that is different but i i enjoyed watching brienne be the biggest badass in the world but okay so let's we're gonna get to brienne and pod here i want to point something out before we go into this scene that i feel like hasn't been shown enough on the show and was really evident tonight showing how much more powerful valerian steel is than every other average joe and tom's uh sword we saw it i loved it i got up and screamed I was like, Whoa. I mean, you, I understand there are some swords like when uh, when she's fighting with the uh, the hound last season. The hound ha- does not have a Valyrian steel sword, but he has a sword that can stand up to it. It's like uh, if we go to Star Trek: Knights of the Old Republic, he's got a vibra blade that can fight with the lightsaber, so to speak. Right. But these regular just. Uh, b- loser veil knights have just regular swords, and we just saw and Brienne just cut through everything like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, she did. Oh, she was beautiful. Beautiful. Loved those scenes with Brienne. Podrick was freaking amazing. Uh, quick, quick stuff about uh, I like to uh, Ashai is as far southeast of Essos. Is far southeast of Essos. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill says I like Joffrey as. Bill says I like Joffrey about as much as laying in a tub full of scissors. <laughs> Get out to. Ghetto Toad said, uh, Cersei's going a bit batshit cray-cray. Uh, she's pissed. She's going? <laughs> she's, Ren said she's she is pissed that uh, Jakinagar told her to come here and then she couldn't get back into the building. Yeah, she totally is. Podrick and Brienne, the greatest that will ever were, that will ever be. I cannot wait to see the relationship between Brienne and Podrick develop. They're both such cutie pies. And someone else also says that uh, Cersei is much crazier in the books, and I would I would second that. She is even crazier in the books. Oath, uh, Christopher said, uh, Lola said, uh, or Scout said, Bran kicks some ass tonight. Lola said, I'm not sure what's going on to happen with Podrick and Bran's storyline now that Lady Stoneheart's been cut. Christopher says, Oathkeeper cut through these guys' armor just like hot butt. Yeah, exactly. Vale soldiers should have should have had the red shirts on, said Bill. <laughs> yep, yep, they, yeah, they absolutely should have been red shirted. Dragons. Vale colors are blue, so. <laughs> 
Uh, Dragon says, uh, Brienne kicks some serious ass. Oathkeeper goes through these swords like an armor through butter. A couple of others. Uh, Steve Fiven says, I just like saying Shadowlands beyond a shy. Yeah, it's it's really just really fun to say, dude. Don't you love the way Jorah says it too? He says it way cooler than anybody yeah, else does. Uh, Igor says, poor Brianna is like, is like a used cum rag. None of the Stark sisters want to touch her. <laughs> oh, poor Brianne. Strike two here tonight. So Pod and Brianne arrive at the inn. Pod, cute as a pie, that Podrick Payne. I, I can't lie. This, this get, oh, don't you just want to pinch his cheeks? I just want to pinch, pinch his cheeks. So I'm not saying which cheeks. I just want to pinch his cheeks. So, <laughs> well, if you get too close to those other cheeks, you might see his true talent. Oh, you saw, oh, you saw his true talent tonight. The way he just eye fucks every girl that walks by. And pa Podrick's like, oh, it must be good food if it's this crowded as Brienne is just a bummer to be around right now. They, bo oh, they both she get... She <laughs> she's not a good... She could just see she's not sleeping. She's sad. She hasn't got to kill anybody in a while. She's, she's kind of upset. They, uh, she's, she's feeling like she's failing in her mission. Mm -hmm. And all these people keep t insulting her, telling her that she can't protect anyone. So. <laughs> and, she's, and she's recovering from her wounds. Yeah, still. kind of demoralizing. She was still bruised in the face there from uh, the her fight with the hound. Yeah. Lola says uh, Santa's new look is, is, a hoot, is hot as hell. And this is coming from a straight girl. 10 of 10. Way to go, Sansa. I would eat lemon cakes with that girl. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, Peter wants Sun a people. No, Peter wants a slice of that lemon cake. <laughs> uh, it's more than a slice. He wants to carve that lemon cake up. Oh yeah, Katie, I love it. <laughs> Be social scientist Cohen says, "What did Jakinagar and Floki from Vikings have in common? They're both excellent at fetching bracelets and coins out of deep waters." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that one. Uh, Mike Jones says, Podrick should just give Brienne an orgasm. Maybe that will cheer her ass up. Oh, Someone no. needs to give that girl That's one. So I think I think she she deserves it. She's such a bet. She deserves to relax after killing people like that. Uh, Bill Sotheby says, Varys says, Shadowlands beyond a shy very funnily. Apulia <laughs> yeah. uh, 2001. Welcome. First time I've seen your name out there. I wonder if Sansa uh, might... Might will end up killing Littlefinger for revenge. I I don't. Oh, that would be beautiful. That would be great. Stephen French says. C French says. Pod should have uh, banged that waitress. He could have banged that waitress. Uh, Lola says. Uh, I really enjoy Sansa being Littlefinger's protege. Her character grew on me in season four. Me too. At the end of season four, she yeah. really did grow. Oh, absolutely. So I, it's it's worth mentioning too that this that this scene in the in the in the cavern is not right. No, I said that right at the beginning. This is completely unique. Sansa, Lola says, Sansa is the character who developed the most and is literally just the beginning. Sansa, Queen of the North. Bill says, Really? You think so? Yeah. I think she is really, at, especially at this point, she is absorbing everything she can from these evil people around her so that she can gain some control. She's taking the power back. Yeah. Yeah. She is reclaiming her womanhood. I'm scared, I'm scared to see how she's going to be like, like. <laughs> I'm hoping she uses it for good, but I don't she think could she's definitely. Gonna, she started evil. off as a little twat, and she's gonna end as a little. <laughs> I, I have to get this line in quick before I before it scrolls up. Bill Sotheby says, "But Brienne's crotch must still hurt from that fight with the mount fight with the oh, hound." Yeah, that yeah. was a like forget. I love a hell of a. A, a CP. Yeah. Uh, Scout says big. Scout says big dick aside. I don't see that. I, I, <laughs> you almost got that. Finish it up, Katie. Say it, Katie. It, it, it was the accent she that got me. It was irresistible. Cunt fun. Yeah, there you go, Katie. <laughs> Bloody cunt fun. 
I'm allowed to say it now. And it's and, and it was in the episode tonight too. Scout Dakota Scout Dakota says, "Big dick aside, I don't see Podrick as sexual. He's like a puppy." Christopher said that scene also showed Littlefinger knows exactly what to say to who. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, Steve Five and Steve Five and says the actress that plays Sansa actually hates lemon cakes. Yeah, I actually read that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghetto Toad a lemon cake. What's wrong with you? I even like I even like lemon cakes. Ghetto Toad said. That's true. Well, very true. That's oh, like saying you don't like bacon. <laughs> Lola says, "Oh my God, I love the way I love the way he looks at her. Peter's got hungry eyes. He's he's like teaching her. He's like a teacher in a game, and he's pleased to see that he has a recipient, a receptive student." His uh, Lola says, "His control oh, he's of- so turned on by it. Oh, he's oh, yeah. super oh, control. Oh my God, he's loving it." So so let's get to this here. So so uh, Podrick says this place is crowded, but must be good food. Brand's just a good food. Brand says it's a bummer. They both get ales as Podrick does what he does. That's with- not true though. That's not true, Podrick. It's and- not true. That place, the Olive Garden, always oh, crowded. Yeah, we've had Real bad Italian experiences cuisine. with the Olive Garden. So Joe, Joe looks for any excuse to bash the Olive Garden. So, so we go to uh, a bad experience last time. It really was. It was very disappointing. So Brienne, <laughs> Brienne's just a bummer. They they get brought ale, and Podrick does what he does and gives the girl a look, and you can tell she shows him his dimples. And looky, 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 there goes Hooky. We see uh, he sees a little finger. Rufy, right oh, the like, yeah. so, so he's following the waitress's ass down the down the bar mm-hmm. is what's going on. Yeah, and he and makes when she passes by that booth through all the men, and that's when he catches Baelish's eye. And then San- look, see can do some good sometimes. And Sansa's there too. She sits forward, and they're talking. And she says to, and then we go over to them, and she says, "Wait, you got a scroll from a maester before we left. What did it say?" And she, the way she's talking to him is just so awesome. She's just so probing and so little finger about every every way she's she's talking to him. But what this is a great psychological tactic mirroring the person that you're dealing with the, and it's perfect for Baelish the only the, maniac. it's uh, called the only thing I'm afraid of though amazing. the only thing I'm afraid of is that it's a little bit of the I'm only teaching you so much I'm holding something back he's oh, he's yeah, got to have oh, some sort of agenda yeah. I, I agree with Brienne at the end of all this when she's like you don't trust her with him with little I don't trust him with no. her with little link finger little finger at all I don't think oh, this is gonna extremely dangerous things That's are going dangerous. too good for Sansa and it can't last well they're going too good for Baelish too like things can't go this well for Baelish for too long nope for either of them and when it goes bad for Baelish it's gonna go bad for her things don't go well for anybody for too long the only like in in Westeros in the game of Thrones there is no going good for too long Rumham I'm with you unlimited breadstick enough said bro Rumham 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 so 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 but i don't want to talk anymore about all that's actually danny devito so so as the as uh as podrick looks at littlefinger sansa's there too they're talking she says uh you got a scroll from the maester before we left what it say littlefinger says oh you become an observant young lady and she said my mom used to my mom used to say dark wings dark words littlefinger says old words but not wrong my wedding proposal has been accepted. And Sansa says, oh, I thought you were mourning my beloved Aunt Liza. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the whole world collectively goes like, uh, completely goes, 
laughs it off. They're like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh yeah. Ha 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 ha. I roll chuckle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was in the room when he said, uh, I've only ever loved one, one woman. woman. Yeah. So, uh, your sister, Kathleen, and threw her out the fucking moon door. What a fucking mouth on her. So, I thought she was still mourning my aunt Lysa. Yeah. And he, she goes, <laughs> and by the way, give me your, give me your drink. Give me that ale. I want to try. I, I want an ale. And, and what I wrote in my notes here is she almost has a seemingly, is seemingly in control and knows the apparent power she has over Littlefinger. But I, I wrote Littlefinger probably yeah. also knows that. Oh, it, yeah. I think well, Littlefinger is. He's, I think he's too cunning. He's playing her. So yeah. along with that, like she was always all about the old tales, <laughs> the legends about the princes and the princesses and the kings and everything. All the songs and fables. Well, yeah. and she wanted to be the you know the princess and the queen and all of that pretty fairy tale stuff. I think now she's feeling like, well, I can do the fairy tale still. I'll just go the dark side of it. Bill, for a while. we have a couple people that say it. Per- great, great way of saying it, Katie. Bill also says Littlefinger's teaching Sansa everything she knows, not everything he knows. Uh, Apulia says Sansa is learning political po- policy. Scout says Sansa needs to be careful with Baelish. He's no idiot. Oh, no, he is not. Uh, Jacob. Play the idiot, but Good. He's, he's not an idiot. I like that, I like that Bill. I like yeah. that a lot. I'm actually going to use that about people I know. <laughs> Jacob Bite, uh, a great name, Jacob Bite. I think he's only Lord of Harrenhal, not the whole Trident area, at least not in the TV show. Correct. Uh, uh, Absolutely not. Littlefinger is also better at improvisational improvisation than Varys, it seems. It, it's a different concept. I think Varys, I Varys seems to care more about people, so it's, it's harder to Varys say. His agenda yeah. is not his own, so... No, it's for his, the realm and the people. Exactly. It's not it's not a um it's not a personal agenda where he's trying to better his place in the world. He's pretty much at the play at the highest he's ever gonna go by being on that small just, council. Yeah. Um just by virtue of being a eunuch. He's no he's not gonna go higher. Right. And then so the agenda he has set forth at this point is for the betterment of what he says is the realm or someone else's agenda. So it is a lot less adapting he has to go go with. I think I think that uh his getting Tyrion out of prison was a huge monkey wrench. And that shows everything like everything about adaptation. Dra- Dragon, I want to hold that back just because just because some Oh, go Katie. I was just going to say just adapt it. Mm-hmm. like he was turning around to go back to right. uh to go back into yeah. the, to the city, but, but the uh, bells rang. Bells rang. I know what that means. All right, Someone's plan dead. change. <laughs> Tyrion killed someone, and and those bells only ring for weddings and royal deaths or something mm-hmm. like that. He says in season one or something. Dragon right? to He's- dragon to answer your uh, question. Yes, I do think that's going to happen, but I don't want to say that. What I do, th- I do think that is. I have a feeling that's where they're going to go. I have a, I have a feeling. Uh, Bill- so if you're watching, rewatching this cast and you want to know what you, it is Dragon said, you can scroll down and the, and the, the chat will be listed in the comments. Absolutely. Good, good point, Joe. So if there's anybody out there listening to this on iTunes, uh, please join the uh, YouTube. Uh, come join us after the episode airs live and join in the discussion of the chat room. They're having an awesome discussion right now. I'm not being able that's to get to amazing. everyone's comment, but everyone is having a great discussion in the chat room. So I'd love for you guys to yeah. come and join as well. So if anyone's listening on the audio cast, or if you uh, want to subscribe to the audio cast, you can find us on iTunes and all that happy oh, horseshit. Happy, happy horseshit. 
Happy horseshit. Happy, happy horseshit. So, so Podrick is like, uh, don't look. Don't look. But Sansa Stark's over there. And Brienne's like, what? Are you sure? And he goes, he, she dyed her hair. She's looking pretty sexy. But of it's, course he's sure. It's of definitely. He, po- yeah. He, oh, yeah. His, his, he was squire to her husband. F- fair enough, Joe. But, like, she does not know much about Podrick Payne. She hasn't probed much. She just knows him as a screw-up. She, she, it makes sense that he, she would ask him this. She doesn't right. know he knows his shit yet completely. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, he's of course he's, he's yeah. positive. So Podrick says, she's with Littlefinger and a bunch of knights. Brienne says, how much is a bunch? 15, 10, 20? How many? <laughs> Podrick's like, I don't know too many. He doesn't know Brienne yeah, very I well. Says, I think he says 10. She's like, what, like 20? He's like, oh, 10, too much, whatever it too, is. He whatever. says too much. Brienne's getting that look like she's about to do something stupid. And yep, she is. Oh, yeah. Podrick's Ready like. The horses. Yep. Well, we only, have, we only have one horse. Go get more. Yeah. I love it. Oh my god. So go get more fucking horses, asshole. I love this woman. Even in her impulsive, maybe not so wise moments, I love her. Get yourself out of it. I might have said something in a podcast somewhere about Brienne not being a hard ass. She is. Give me a problem for that. Oh. <laughs> no, she is a fucking hard ass. She's awesome. I love her character. I loved it in the books. I love it in the series. I love that her and Podrick are together. I love watching every second of it. Yeah, so, no, if you have your doubts, after that hound brawl. Oh, yeah. That, like, which was not she, in the books. Oh, she is no. a hard I, I love where they're taking her. I love the extra stuff that they're Beautiful. taking with Brian, and I can't wait to see her in Star Wars, too. Steven Fr- Steve French says, so since you guys constantly. <laughs> she's in the new Star Wars movie. Yep, she's going to be in the new Star Wars Awesome. I, I, I hope she has a lightsaber to hand because she kicks ass with a fucking Valerian sword. Steve French says, since you guys constantly remind me to have a bear, can you guys please tell the cops I was here all night? I'm thinking about busting into the bear store up time. Steve French, we we are a community. We won't. No, no one's going to rat on you here. You've been here all night. I've seen you all night long, Steve French. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been here the whole time. <laughs> hey, don't worry. I talked to the shop owner earlier. He said you could throw a brick through the window and grab whatever's close. See, now you've made us culpable, Joe. Oh, yeah, Joe, come on. Joe, Joe, We, we all we know is that he's here. That's all we know. I didn't mean that shop. I meant the other uh. shop. Whoa. <laughs> Scout Dakota says the banter between Brienne and Podrick is great. Aiden says, actually, if I recall properly, he had a saving himself line in, se- in season one, but still he's probably jaded about this at this point, though he obviously wasn't saving him, uh, saving himself with Liza about uh, about Baelish. Uh, okay. I think there's some talk about uh, w- about us wanting to see uh, some some Sansa uh, looking in uh, in very sexual positions because Sophia Turner's. Oh, I think he was no. absolutely saving himself. I think he had the foresight to know that in the Vale she wasn't, especially now that she doesn't have a husband, and now that she's in the Vale. And master of all these other lords who are looking to marry her as well. I think he's smart enough to know that, yeah, okay, she did see me kiss Sansa. She's about to throw Sansa out the fucking moon door because because she's so jealous of Sansa. It's only a matter of time until a jealousy drives her crazy and orders me dead as well. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think that was self-preservation and self-advancement because it makes him the the if some you know. The, the it it allowed him to move two steps forward with one with one simple move. I think it was always his end game to do that to Liza, and he was just like, I, maybe I plan to do it later on. But uh, I'll, I'll think. As someone mentioned earlier, Littlefinger's good in thinking on his feet. Uh, uh, Bre- well, I just I oh. want to harken back to a Ren Renwood post 
Cersei to Sansa. Tears aren't a woman's only weapon. The best ones between your legs. Oh, yeah. Sansa oh, we, remembers that. We get into... <laughs> and so does... I know, I know someone else who remembers Yes, Tyrion that. remembers that, too, as we'll get to that line in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Girls same, remember same. that. <laughs> ew, uh, Scout Dakota says, Ew, Sansa this does not... This is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. This is for fun. Scout Dakota yeah, says, Ew, fighting. Sansa does not have a vagina. No, no, no sex. I need to take a Xanax to watch that. Uh, <laughs> No, I really don't want to see either of the two Stark girls naked at all. Dragons, dragon. Having sex. <laughs> no thanks. Dragon says, no. "Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, Brienne is the Brienne's the opposite of you. She's sword to the front of the head." <laughs> and Igor's oh, yeah, she, yes, that, to the face. I'm telling you, I do not want to run into that that almost night in a dark alley. <laughs> I'd like to learn or in from an open her. field. I'd like to learn how to fight. In, or on horseback on a path. In Igor says. In Igor says. Brianna Tard pissed off at all. No, that woman is hardcore. And Igor says, I like Brienne. She's really fucked in the head. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what? Like proper fuck? Uh, <laughs> and uh, R- <laughs> Rumham says, do Canadians have giants? Oh, because Stephen French said, I'm in Canada, so good chance the liquor store's door is unlocked. Rumham says, do, Can- yeah, do Canadians have giants? And Christopher says, uh, Christopher says, Littlefinger is the regent of the... Littlefinger is the region of the Vale in place of Liza. Christopher says he also has a claim to the North through Sansa, so that's a lot of terp. Ghetto Toad says, I think Littlefinger is only interested in the power Sansa has just upon her game. I tend to agree with you. Scout Dakota, if Cersei is your advisor, you were really fucked. Bill Sotherby, Arya's too young, so no to that, but Sansa, she's not too young. Steve, thank you, Bill. I'm with you on that one. Steve French says, uh, we're on HBO for a reason here. Could we be, could be anything in the Great White North? Igor says there's a uh, there's a year apart. Getter Toad says I still have hope for the Hound. Me too. Bill says and if Cersei is your relative, you're literally fucked. Uh. <laughs> and St- uh. and Steel Sabus <laughs> and Steel Sabus we can and Steel Sabus we oh sorry oh no and Steel Sabus we can all read what you wrote there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think having Cersei as an advisor. It's not all bad. You have to pick and choose the lessons you take from her to heart. Yes, hence the uh, Game of Thrones video game. (laughs) Yeah, in the Game of Thrones video game, you can listen to a couple of things she says and it makes sense. Ah, Why did you have to tell me that, Steele? So <laughs> now I feel bad about myself. Yeah, and Bill says, "I mean, the character is too young. The character." So as <laughs> so as Podrick gets up and leaves, we cut back to Sansa and Littlefinger. Yes. Oh well, it's worth it to point out that the character is still supposed to be like pretty 13, 14 years old. Maybe a little older than that in the show. They've been aged up in the show. There's a there they is, have been aged up on the show, and on the show, I think she's probably now like sixteen. Right. Um. So we cut back to Sansa and Littlefinger. Sansa's drinking ale, and Baelish asks, "Do you like it?" She's like, uh, I don't get why men like this so much. And she says very flirty as she's getting comfortable. Littlefinger says it gives some men courage. And Littlefinger's accent was going crazy tonight. You heard the, you heard the major, major Irish stuff coming out of Littlefinger's accent tonight. And, uh, and, and Sansa says, does it give you courage? As she kind of eye fucks him. It's a, oh, there's a little eye fucking going on there. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. with her with her black hair. Oh, looking all. Oh, oh, she's masked oh. with the iPhone. Yeah. So, so yeah. just then, yeah. Bri- Brienne comes out and she goes, "Excuse me, Lord Baelish." Sansa Sto- and Sansa Stark very loud, very loud. She's like, "I'm Brienne of Tarth, and I want to talk to you." And Baelish is like, "Oh, I remember you. You were with Renly as he tilts his head and he starts to enjoy himself." He's like, "Come on over here," with this little person to him and his mind. Mo- to him and his mind. So loud. No, you said that. She said it loud so everyone could hear it. I know, and I want to emphasize how loud she said (laughs) it because nobody knows she's even uh, in this area. She's still wanted for for uh, Joffrey's death, and now that she's announced this to the entire tavern, everybody's going to know that Sansa is in this area. Mm -hmm. So, and that has drawn a lot of attention. You know, she seems to have the uh, Ned problem. She does to a certain extent. She does. She definitely does. She doesn't. She doesn't yes. know when to keep her she mouth has shut. The Ned syndrome. So uh, she's so honest and honorable that she just it, to a, like fault. Scout says, "Stop it! Stop it! There was no eye fucking at all. No, stop it! Stop oh. it!" <laughs> it's just innocent eye fucking. Aiden yeah. said, "I." Aiden said, "I must be blind must to remember w- she's a virgin still too." Right. I, okay. So so eye flirting. I will say she was fr- eye flirting. <laughs> a little. No, 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 no. She was absolutely eye fucking him. She was absolutely. She's been teasing him since the moment she walked down that staircase last season at the end. After what's well, her name even, had been thrown out the window, she put on that mm-mm. black dress. She had her hair in the needlepoint scene. That's when it started. I know what she, you she want. Was exe- right before, she knew right that like this is how I can have some control in this situation. Yep, and that's why that's, she dyed her hair, put on the black dress, and scrubbed yes. down the staircase to her and Aaron. That, she at is that so so let's, a great show. Let's get through. The, let's get through this scene here. So uh, and most girls lose it before they have this kind of of. Uh, ability okay so 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 little fingers looking at her as she comes over and just gives her the look like you're a dead girl you're a dead woman right in front of me i know you're not making that hair alive he kind of gives her that look and and he said what did uh renly say about you your loyalty comes free of charge but looks like someone's been paying for it very similar to what the hound said to her when he saw her in the children Mm -hmm. episode you looks like someone's paying you right now you got lannister gold all over you oh so he lets brienne come over and kneel down before sansa and says and sansa says i swore or Brienne says, I swore an oath to your mom. I will keep your counsel, give you, give my life for yours. I, I swear an oath to protect you, etc., etc., etc. Sansa just gives her a dead look as Baelish says, no need for formality, stand up. And, uh, and she says, oh, you were sworn swords of cats. I knew cat my whole life and never heard of you mentioned. He says, after Renly's murder. This was hilarious. Littlefinger says, but you were accused of killing him. What happened? Brienne says, with slight hesitation, but not much, goes, it was a shadow with the face of Stannis Baratheon. And Littlefinger goes, a shadow. He doesn't even finish the sentence. He goes, a shadow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, Sansa, this woman has a history of failure. Uh, she failed to protect Renly. She failed to protect your mom. Do I want a type of this type of woman in my service? Sansa just looks checked out. And she's giving Brienne the evil eye. And not eye-fucking Brienne. Giving Brienne evil eye. And almost this, like, don't mess with me. Life's starting. I'm finally in control. Get the fuck away from me. Stop talking. And so Littlefinger says, I don't think you're best to watch Lady Sansa, which Brienne comes back, similar with the R and the Hound thing. Oh, why is this your concern, creepy creeperson? And he says with a smile, I'm her uncle by marriage before my beloved just recently died. We're family. And I don't want an outsider in the mist. So finally, he gets to talk, she gets to talk to Sansa and, and says, listen, Sansa, can we talk alone? And Sansa says, no, I saw you at Joffrey's wedding bowing to that little fuck. And, uh, 
Oh, we seem to have lost Joe. Is Joe, Joe, is Joe, Joe has jumped out. I was wondering why uh, Joe was, was suddenly quiet. Let me, uh, let me invite him back in, see if, see if uh, make sure nothing happened to his computer. I kicked Joe out, guys. I was like, done with that guy right now. Fuck him. <laughs> Hopefully Joe will be back in a second. So Brianna asks if we can talk to Sansa alone, and Sansa says, no, I saw your Joffrey's wedding, bowing to him. Uh, Br- Brianna says, neither of us wanted to be there. Sometimes we don't have choices. And Sansa says, sometimes we do, and you should leave or you're fucking dead. Uh, Littlefinger says with that look to his knights, well, well, it's not, you shouldn't go. It's uh, too dangerous to go out there alone. Stay, and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll throw you a party. <laughs> and he kind of looks at his knights at the same time, gives his knights a passing look. And he looks to, uh, and, looks, and sh- Brienne looks back at Sansa to kind of try to get, get some read on her eyes. And Sansa again gives her these fucking death eyes, like... You don't want to mess with me. Complete death eyes. And uh, and uh, Brienne busts her way out of there. She heads out. She cuts the, ho- cuts the uh, horses loose of the knights that could chase her. And she slashes one of the knights down. And she jumps on another horse. And, uh, and Podrick, Podrick has the horses ready. They both jump on their horse. And the chase is on. Littlefinger's guys chase her down. But Pod and her have a head start that helped out. And Pod goes in one direction out of control. And then she in the other. But it ends up being like a good... Good thing that Pod went another direction with only one guy on him because Brienne kind of backtracks and uh, goes after Pod and sees all the other guys that were chasing go off in the distance. Littlefinger's men are heading away, and uh, she also checks them out, like Littlefinger and Sansa heading in a different direction so she knows where they're going. So we cut over to Pod, who's in the water, <laughs> and the horse tosses the water and, uh, and tosses him into the water, splash, splash, and the knight shows up. And uh, he's got a he's got a rock, and he throws the rock at the knight, and the knight's like, "Oh, I guess that means you don't have a weapon." As I'm going to invite Joe again, hopefully he just needed to. Uh, oh, wrong person! I just invited the wrong Joe. Oh, if we have some random person named uh, Joe Caesar or something come into the room, we'll uh, we'll, we'll know. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> so Pod comes up, throws the rock at the uh, the knight. And I know where Brienne comes to save the day and screams, Duck Pod! And comes in and slashes through the night with, like, one one slice right through his armor. Like, like no problem. And he dies. And then another knight comes along, and they get into a little bit of a battle. But she just slices right through his sword like it's nothing. And uh, kicks his ass and kills him and then wipes the sword off. Oathkeeper. It's just such a powerful sword. It... it it's uh, made from ice, and it's it's the stronger of the two blades, the bigger of the two blades that was b- made from that, and uh, it's just great to see it in action, and it just works so well with her strength and mixed with the power of that blade. It's just incredible. She says, Pod, you can stand now, and he says, yes, my lady. He asks about Sansa, and she says, uh, she's worried of strangers like she should be, but uh, let's follow them. I know where they're going. Pod says, if both Stark girls refuse you, maybe your oath is broken, and she says, no. Uh, do you think she's safe with Littlefinger? And Pod says, no. And uh, says, then get on your frickin' horse, and we're going after them. So, so that was the end of that scene. Very interesting shit. Very fun stuff. Brienne kicks some ass, and we have a lot of good talk in the chat room. Sansa totally gave Brienne some mean girl attitude. Forrest Last says, Brienne is, is uh, un coche tick. Uh, oh, my God, Bill, stop. What was Bill saying? Is that Littlefinger in your pocket? You're just happy to see me. Oh, no. Uh, Lola says, I think Bran is the strongest fighter in Westeros right now next to Braun, Oberyn, the Mountain are dead, the Hound too. Oh, we got Joe back. Awesome. Jamie lost his touch and his right arm. Uh, Lola said, uh, 
uh, she kicked some ass. Joe Jones says she killed most of the knights at that bar. Bill says, yep, Brienne versus all comers. I take Brienne. Cat uh, cat who? Who is that cat who? Says, poor pod is so clumsy. I can relate. Me too, cat. Me too, Katie. Me too, Katie. Still Savis says... Uh, <laughs> Still Sabus says, uh, ooh, Barristan would uh, take her in his prime, but probably not now. I tend to agree. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's interesting. We haven't seen Barristan really fight. We've just heard stories. I'd be interested to see how it's well he can fight. Seen. It's always seen. Sorry about all the updates, everybody. <laughs> Yay, we're back. Really Joe's back. Igor says, my stream is really bad today. For some reason, I'm cutting in and out. Sorry, my, sorry buddy. No, it's, I think it's us, actually. I think it's my stream. Mm. Fucking with everybody. Because <laughs> my shit is awful. Mm. Aiden says, Arya wasn't safe with the Hound either, and she killed him, yet, uh, and Brienne killed him, yet she still refused Brienne's service. Barristan in his prime would win. Yeah, Barristan in his prime would win. I think, I think Jamie in his prime, yes. I think Jamie in his yeah. prime probably would be able to beat Brienne. Absolutely. Yes. Like if he, w- I know we saw him fighting, but fighting her, but his hands were tied, and he, and he was. And he was a prisoner for months by the time they fought months they're not feeding them steak and potatoes and shit they're feeding them like entrails and like chicken livers and you know the piss and shit from the pig <laughs> they're not feeding him food so so yeah so that was and and podrick says uh podrick jumps on his horse and they're and they're gonna go after little figure and sansa oh so i missed i missed the whole discussion about that and i just want one thing to say mm-hmm. it was all absolutely amazing i loved watching that sword bust through do you do you have your headphones in because i can hear myself talking or so or do you or you, is a video playing oh no that's still the mute this sorry sorry that I, was, I, uh, katie the, the laptop that katie uses to keep track of oh the awesome so you guys were listening to me talking without when you when you were disappeared yes yeah. <laughs> i'm not abandoning the chat the, the oh, chat yeah, I, I want it the chat room. <laughs> tim welcome it. tim welcome every, welcome i posted i i katie posted that uh that I was having auto updates. But yeah, but what do you want to say about the uh, Bri- uh, Brienne scene? It was fucking awesome. Oh, I love seeing her and, fight. Yes. She does, she's so amazing when she fights. Even Just the fact that po- she... Sorry. It, it, no, go ahead. I'm I'm all like stumbling because it's so amazing. The, the, she was like, you know, <laughs> duck Podrick and Podrick ducks. And oh, she and she yeah. saves his life in the process. Like in the process of killing this guy so quickly because he's still focused on trying to run Podrick through. She, yeah, she's very, she's quick, she's deliberate, she's powerful, it, she's amazing to watch fight. Yeah. It's, and then yeah. she kills the second guy, Podrick still, still squatting still down over the first dead body, where <laughs> she bashes through that sword, down. it was just absolutely amazing, oh, I really, I started cheering, yeah. that's fucking Valerian Steel, finally we get to see <laughs> yes. what everybody's fucking talking about with this Valerian Steel. And the fact that the Lannister guy has someone that can reforge Valerian steel to that to to that ability is absolutely it's amazing. amazing. Uh, these these fucking swords haven't been made in in hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years. I forget exactly since old Valantis blew up. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Like shattered the sword and then just right through his neck. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, and almost one, in almost one motion. And I also wanted to say, like, when, when Peter Ooh. Baelish uh, first sees her at the inn and he's like, oh, I see you've been, you're you're getting paid by uh, other people now or whatever. Does Oathbringer have a lion head pummel? 
Probably. It probably does. The Lannister gold and the Lannister, the sword was decked out in Lannister colors. Tywin made it for Jamie. I'd have to see a screenshot of it, but Tywin made it for Jamie, so it's safe to assume that there's some line head somewhere. probably have that on it, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's easy to see. It's not just that, you know, you're wearing Lannister gold. You might also be wearing, like, symbolism of Lannister. Now, I, I do want to mention a couple of things about that a couple of people have uh, want to want to talk about Barristan versus uh, versus her. Uh, Aiden says, uh, I don't think that Barristan would use the same tactics as the Hound. He's too honorable, so it would be, be tough. Um <laughs> Bill says, we don't see Barristan fight in the show, but from the lore in the books, we know Barristan has a history of b- uh, badassery. Yeah, the, hound, yeah. the Hound, the Hound, I do want. I want to say one other thing. Against I w- Barristan in his prime. What was- Almost nobody in Westeros would stand a chance against Barristan in his prime. You got to remember, too, Barristan made it out of the rebellion, not only alive, but still a Kingsguard. Benjamin, That's how badass this guy is. Benjamin, who just messaged me, would like to say, uh, Barristan would destroy her, even at his age. So... It's it's hard to say because we haven't seen him fight, but but uh, but it's it's hard. I wouldn't put it against him. I, I would. He's he's a crafty guy. He would probably know how to use her strengths against him, I'm, against I'm herself. Saying, I'm saying Barristan Selmy is probably there's a reason there's not a lot of sword fighters. How many sword fighters have we met that are Barristan Selmy's age, almost seventy fucking years old, well, in their sixties? Yeah. Like none. There are none. There's Meister Eamon, yeah, he's a might, he's a, in the Black Swatch, but he's a fucking Meister. Great way of saying it, Christopher. Christopher says Oathkeeper is basically just ice, smaller and easier to use. <laughs> yeah, because it, because because Widow's Whale or whatever it was, it called the Widow's Widow's Whale is that what? Is, is much smaller. Is much smaller, much smaller. Yeah, it was made for a boy. So, really. so speaking of someone who wishes they were a boy, we go to Cersei sitting at the table with something on the table, and Jamie shows up and says, I got a summons from the queen. What the fuck do you want? Cersei does not say anything, and Jamie opens the package, and it's a snake with a necklace that has a lion on it. Cersei says, there are only two of those in the world, mine and the one I gave to Marcella. Jamie says, it's a threat. And she says, of course, you fucking fool. Our daughter's in Dorne around people that hate our family. Of course, it's a threat. Like a real douche, of course. Do you oh, think, yeah. do you think, because she doesn't say this one and that one. It's a setup by, uh. But, I wouldn't be surprised. I huh? wouldn't be surprised because huh? that's not the Dornish way. No, that, I think and, I think I think what's her name sent that. <laughs> and I oh uh, no, I, yeah, I don't. Sand. I really I don't, don't think that was a setup by Cersei. I do not. I think. Really How think would she have gotten that from Marcella? I think you overestimate there. Cersei because I, I don't think she has enough. I don't think she has enough. This she is the reason. Anything to get her daughter. Back. I don't, but I don't think she has another faith in Jamie as a person right now that he could actually do it. I don't think she'd set this up for Jamie because she thinks Jamie's a loser right now. No, she was goading in him into taking an army yes. and starting a war. She wants a war. She, she is. I think she set that up. Yes. I really, really, really think I don't she think set so. that up. Because if, if, the, if the chick, if Oberon's chick sent it, mm. she wouldn't have to be in that room. I love the way Game of Thrones, I love the way they wrote this, and I love the way they set it up, because we're about to meet a new character, and this conversation sets up that next scene so perfectly. They're talking about uh, where Marcella is, and the fact that they, they, you know, she wants her back, and Jamie's plotting to go down to Dorne, so you're going to bring an army? I'm not going to bring an army. Lola said, going to start a war over this. Oh, you're just going to go alone? I didn't say I was going alone, either. You know, you're going to go alone with one hand and, and Lo- blah, blah, blah. Lola, <laughs> said, Lola says, holy shit. To get rid of. 
he at least needs to give her some king's honor for Christ. Lola says, uh, th- th- this is uh, to touch on your points there. Lola says, holy shit. Uh, Cersei's starting to sound like the Mad King. I'll burn their cities to the ground. I'll burn their house to the ground. She had a weak moment. And Bill says, maybe Jamie should do to her what he did to Mad King. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Lola says, Cersei's a bitch to everybody. She loves her children only because they're flesh and blood and treats the whole world like scum, even Jamie, for no reason. So anyway, so Jamie says, uh, yeah, it's a threat. Jamie says, uh, no note. And Cersei says, they blame us for the Viper's death. They blame us for everything that happened to their tragic company, their sister. I'll burn their cities to the ground. And Jamie says, softer. If they do anything to our daughter. And Jamie says, softer. She yes. says, Don't scream, it's our daughter. They will kill us all. They will have us stoned in the streets. They will not only stone us in the streets, they will stone our children in the streets. Do not yell this out loud. They will kill us all. Yeah, this just shows how far gone she is. Yep. It, egotistical, narcissistic psychosis. She is just she's not reasonable in any way, shape, or form. She does not have Tyrion, uh, Tywin, to stand up and yell, how dare you? I will crush you with the might of House Lannister anymore. Like, no. Like, I, I cannot believe she, she would be that... Well, she feels like now she can get her way. And that's which no one has ever let her do. And that's why I love the scene we have <laughs> coming up. So, so Steve French says, what if it was Cersei's, but she didn't put it up there? Uh, who, who else wants to fuck shit up? Who else would want to fuck shit up besides besides uh, besides Cersei doing that? Uh, they would want to instigate uh, them with the instigate action happening from Dorne or, or instigate Cersei acting crazy. I mean, we'll, we'll hold on to that. I think we're going to, we'll probably end up to find out who sent that because when we go ba- back down to Dorne again, we'll fi- we'll hear something if that was somebody down there that sent that. So yeah, no, She would have shown both of them. She said, oh, there's only two, this one and that one. Uh, Lola yeah, said, and like Jamie says, no, no, what? No, like, Lola says Cersei yeah, is a... Sign. Lola says Cersei is a psycho bitch. There's no denying it. But sometimes once a year, I feel bad for her. She had a rough childhood, a rough. Okay, no, shut up. No one feels bad for her. And, and that's just it. She pulled on your strings too. I don't think. I don't think they sent that up from Dorn. This scene set up the next scene. And what's her name pleading for this guy to do something? And he says that's not her that's way. Not the Dornish way. Oberon no. died in in a trial. A trial. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get, let's get, we'll get to that scene here. Uh, Cersei says, what the hell did you do? Did all your caution bring? Uh, we have, one of our kids is dead. One's trapped in Dorne. The other's going to marry that smirking whore from Highgarden. Useless fucking one-handed piece of shit. Jamie puts his head down in honor. And a couple of people said that uh, Jamie needs to, uh, J- Jamie needs to get his uh, balls together. Uh, Rachel says, Jamie needs to grow a spine where Cersei is concerned. Uh and absolutely needs to be thrown out a fucking tower window. Lola says, but but he had Jamie to love, protect him apart from the twin brother. Cersei never really had anyone to show her genuine love. Uh, but, I mean, uh, no, fuck Cersei. No, I know what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying about her. And I think part of that is the humanization the, uh, is how uh, the actress has humanized Cersei in some ways. But the actual Cersei, the, the people that at, at the core, she's she's nothing but dirt. <laughs> nothing but nothing but she's evil. And I'm saying the same about Jamie. He's still chasing after. Okay, uh, we're gonna agree. Gonna we're gonna agree to disagree about Jamie. I don't want to. I don't want to have to get into defending Jamie Lannister Road right now. So Jamie puts his head down in honor, and I say, he says, I'm gonna go to Dorne and make everything's right. Everything. She says, you can't just go ask Prince Dorne to give her back. She's promised to his son. Jamie's like, I'm not gonna ask. And this this goes to your point, Joe. To to back up your point, Cersei says, you can't just go with an army and start some shit. 
even though I just said, wait a second, even though I just said two seconds ago that I would burn down all the, burn the place down, you can't go with an army? I just said I was going to burn it down. Well, something doesn't match up with your bullshit, Cersei. He says, no yep. army. Jamie says, uh, I will find her and bring her back. Anything else, Your Grace? She says, you're going to Dorne, a half, a one-handed man, uh, and you're going down there alone? You're just so weak. You're a pussy. You're nothing. You're nothing. And he goes, I might be one-handed, but I'm not going alone. Yep. Go prove yourself. Go prove yourself to me. Yep. So she goads him into it right from the fucking start. And she that that box had already been opened. It had already been opened. It had been turned face outward from the desk. It had been perfectly set so that whoever was gonna open it would know exactly what they were seeing. Wouldn't have to look around. It was facing them. She had already opened it. She knew what that message was because she wrote that message and there wasn't even anything written. Now, Do Dr. Pavel says, uh, welcome, Dr. Pavel. Uh, I'm CIA, says that's one of the problems. A lot of times they make Cersei too easy to feel sorry for in the show. And I, I agree with that. Scout Dakota says, no sympathy for Cersei. That's not acceptable here. <laughs> Igor says, I don't see, I don't feel bad for Cersei one bit. And I don't think the show has made any attempts at, or the books for that matter, have made me ever feel bad for certain. Th that's you. So right that's that's you, that's you, Joe. Some other people might feel might feel different about that. I would like to see. I would like. I would like them to tell me how because at every turn she's a douchebag. She's mean and nasty to absolutely everybody, and she ordered a child be thrown out a fucking window. She's que question time. Jamie has a hand of gilded steel, right? Why doesn't Jamie strap something useful to that stump, like a chainsaw or a mace or something or something other than that stupid fucking hand? Gold, and it's not steel. It's gold. It's Lannister gold. Uh, Aiden Hodge says that Jamie scene with the cell sword amazing. Uh, his fiance just so affectionate and just uh, and he just ignores her. Then Jamie shows up and gives her the attention and she just goes i was i have that in my notes i'm gonna talk about that in a second bill says jamie needs a merle dixon machete hand instead of a gold piece of shit yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh dr powell's doran plan that's a weird sentence i'll bide my time one of my sons died oh or my brother died oh well i'll wait even longer i'll get you lannisters uh steve Ivan says she's the evil evil queen so so we cut she to Braun on the beach walking with his new uh new future or his future wife uh Lois Stokeworth I think is her name Lawless Lawless Sto Stokeworth Lawless I think I don't know So uh so so she, who's ranting about something or other she's about flowers she wants at her wedding no not flutes she wants harps not lutes definitely flutes definitely good food I want pigeon pies cuz they eat them in the capital don't they eat them in the capital don't they don't they don't they To which Braun finds like you what what are you talking about <laughs> and oh yes 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 the, yes my dear yes my dear and then he looks at the whole huge place there on the beach and he goes oh my god what a fine fine place amazing place uh, i never thought i'd live in a place like this and she goes you're never gonna live here um yeah, and and you i <laughs> and my sister wanted him to laugh and go yeah i am sweetheart you, you have no clue what this is not living through this fucking winter so are you kidding me <laughs> so you're not never gonna live at stokeworth this is my sister when my mother dies my sister will own this place and she's like my uh, uh she, she calls me mean names and she pulls my hair and my mom's not looking Bron says, I think you're nice, and I think your sister's mean. And she says, yes. And Bron says, I've been around the world, and mean people always get what's coming for them one way or another, as he just smiles as he does the Joe, I'm going to just stab this girl in the back of the fucking head. And uh, he spots Jamie in the bit, and she goes, oh, who's that? And he goes, it's Jamie fucking Lannister. And at first, he's excited to see him, and then he runs up, 
And Braun goes, hey, hey, what's going on? Braun of the Blackwater. Sorry to hear about Tywin, Braun says. And he thanks him. He introduces him to the girl. And Jamie shows her total respect, kisses her hand. She is overwhelmed oh, with the, att- so the attention that the most handsome man in all seven kingdoms are giving her. She's so, oh, yeah. she's so happy that Jamie's given her this kind of attention. Uh, he's not only handsome, he's rich. He's, he's captain legend. of the King's Guard. He's the Kingslayer. He's an absolute fucking uh, celebrity. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's a living legend. G- Ghetto Toad uh, said, Jamie should pimp slap Cersei with that gold hand, knock some inbred out of her. Oh, Bill says, yeah. uh, or so Dragon says, daughter. Jamie just saved Lois's elder sister. Yeah, I did. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> Ren says Merle could teach Jamie better than Braun could. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a great point that he just that he just uh, saved, saved her his, sister's saved life her. because, like I said, Braun was gonna kill her. Braun was gonna take that castle from her. Uh, yeah. Aiden yeah. says Jamie just it. usurped Braun in the affection. She acted that out he, so well. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he did. Absolutely. Uh, shot, uh, shot, he killed someone to hook up with Tyrion, killed someone to become a knight. You know, he'll kill someone to get that castle. Yeah, Bronn's not letting anything stop him yep. from living in that castle. Bronn likes what, uh, likes that what you think, Lois. Yeah, Bronn's gonna do whatever he needs to do. Kiss the gold hand, bitch, Rumham says. For his last, <laughs> Lois will not sleep that night. Yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna go home and go, I'm never washing this hand. Jamie Lannister kissed this hand. So Braun asks her to take a walk kind of nicely when he realizes that this is a business call. Jamie says, eh, in that condescending Lannister way, the only way a Lannister can talk, ooh, beautiful bride, when are you going to get married? And Braun's all about, he's like, listen, fuck you, just tell me what you want. There's no way this visit means anything good for me. As yeah, tr- what trouble have you yeah, brought what, me now? And I don't understand why, why, he thinks, why he thinks that at all, especially when last we saw... Ron was teaching Jamie how to fight. Yeah, but Ron convinced him to get get. Uh, but he had also had a saw. He also had a shadow agenda going on uh, at the same time with Tywin and Cersei working for them. So he might, doesn't know how he might feel about his place in that in that situation. He also knows in that situation that if Jamie's coming to need him for something, it's probably going to put him in danger. Oh yeah, he's yeah. looking to settle. He's old. He knows what kind of yeah. retired, like with Wallace. I, I, I guess and, that and... had had more. It was more of like <laughs> almost like a. It, I mean, it definitely came. They definitely came across like they were f- more friends now, and and the yeah. fact that that Jamie showed up there in the first place. They're like uh, brothers. Yeah, I think, I think he really Seriously. has a a deep, deep respect for him. I love. I really like. I really do you like, like that, that change. The fact that they changed it to have Jamie be training uh, with Braun. It made sense. Yeah, it made yeah. sense in the books because he had the line. You know, if if anybody's training me to fight with my left hand, they're gonna speak and they're gonna talk about it. And and once they talk about it, I'm through. I'm gonna be. Gone, tr- uh, the yeah. trust is gone. Everybody's gonna come out and try to challenge me once they know I can't fight. So. No, I can't have anybody. So she suggests Inland Payne, the guy that took Ned Stark's head. But I guess this guy wasn't available. He was anymore. sick. No, he got sick, and he they wrote him off the show. And then he ended up getting healthy again, but they had already written him off the show kind of, I think. Right. So and no one likes Inland they have yeah, No one fucking likes him. Go and teach this guy. And it's well, it's Which good to know awesome. that this guy, Inland Payne, the guy without the tongue, is Podrick's relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Podrick Payne, Rhiannon and Tyrion's. Squire. Yeah, yeah. So there was family there, and, and that's why Podrick is involved in the story yep. because of this guy. 
guy so, and what he did. So Jamie hands hands Braun this uh like a like a piece of paper to read, and Braun's like, "What the fuck? Uh, what's this say?" And it says that the girl's supposed that is going to marry another man. And Braun's like, "What the fuck? I had an agreement with your sister." And Jamie, who is like, "Listen, <laughs> I wouldn't advise. I'd advise against ever doing that. But since you did that, I, I'm gonna I'm doing you a solid here, buddy." He says, "Listen, you come with me and help me." When you return, I will give you a better bride and a better castle. You won't even have to kill someone to get the castle. Is this yeah, good? Give me a Harren Hall. Or he, somewhere, Jamie wherever. frustrates me because he he knows his sister. He tells other people, yeah, don't make deals with her. She's dangerous. She's awful. She's psychotic. But I love her and must do everything she asks <laughs> <Yeah>. of me. <laughs> what? And, and it's it's also worth it to say that at this point in the book, he's pretty much done with it. Uh, oh, he should be. <laughs> he should be. Okay, Damn let's it. let's not let's let's try not to talk too much about the too, too much about the books except for references of stuff like that because that might be seen as as uh, something. So 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 yes, let's let's uh, let's go on. So he's uh. I was saying that, but he's not like yeah, let's just, out for her or anything. But he's like. Not willing to be like I love. Anyways, you. so He's as not we not all like there are kids. Yay, we're a family. Yeah, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not playing. They started going last season. So, so, mm -hmm. so as we cut cut to uh, to a hand with a snake on it, gripping a fist, we pan oh, out, and it's uh, and it's Ilaria Sand watching Marcella with the Prince of Dorne, all pissed off at their joy, and they're kind of lost the Red Viper. She can tell she's just wishing very bad things in this girl. This is also oh, our. Look, yeah. This is also our I'm first. She, she looks so depressed and haggard. Oh, she looks so. She like, looks it completely striking. different. It was she, striking. I think. I think she's had a haircut. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, her makeup was a lot different. She looks very disheveled. She's she uh, like she obviously depressed. Yes. Hasn't slept. The love of her life. Oberon was. She watched his head get squished. squished. Oh her, yeah, that's traumatic. That's uh, traumatic. And and I forgot to mention this. I have to say, fuck you to HBO for showing me that again. Not the crushed head, but showing me that oh, scene beforehand? in beforehand to make me feel bad again. Fuck you, HBO. Yeah, yeah and they, they didn't show the actual crushed head, but they showed her get sprayed with. They showed the mountain's hands on yeah. his eyes. Her get sprayed right before the beginning of the show. Well, here Great we, for saying that. And by and, and by the way, yes. I, Yes, there he is. We're about to meet him, as uh, Lola just said. Prepare to meet the greatest character in oh, Game no. of Thrones. Dr. Bashir. Really I love how Game of Thrones set this up because one of the things I hear from a lot of fans out there is, who's this person? I don't get it. Yeah. Where did this person come from? All of that. And we have two scenes right before uh, right before this. We see that right before we see that bracelet and her watching Marcella, we have Jamie and Cersei talking about go get my daughter back from these fucking people in Dorne at the Water Gardens somewhere around yep. there. And we we and got then good. We have the scene of him go get Bronn. Absolutely. Talking about we're gonna go there, and then we're there. So and then we we're there, and then we get good up. exposition right away to let you know right away that this guy is the Red Viper's brother and everything. Yes. So yes. excuse and me. And it all fit perfectly. It wasn't like hello. My name is Oberon's brother. Yeah. I will be trying to avenge his death somehow without making it seem like I am trying to avenge his death. It was it done was, very well. It was Lola, smooth and organic. So smooth. Lola, they, they're coming. They're coming. They're going to wake us. Wait for those. Uh, wait for them to show up. And Scout Dakota says the Oberon death was awful. Yep. And Steve French says they made a great casting choice with Doran. And Steve Fiven says, yep, our man Bashir. Absolutely yes. Bashir, baby. I guess originally when he originally auditioned for Game of Thrones, he auditioned to play the Red Viper. But they said, no, nah, you're a little too old for that. But we like you. Uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't you keep? Why don't we keep your number around? And then they call them the next season. So uh, very cool stuff. So also we get our first viewer, Dorn. Looks awesome. 
uh, the water gardens. Okay, oh, so so oh, so they the so they noticed they noticed <laughs> they noticed uh, Marcella notices her watching, and so she leaves and goes to visit Doran. And the Red Viper's brother, and is stopped by his bodyguard. I have the name here, but I might pronounce it incorrectly. Ariel Hota, is that? Ariel Hota, yes, Ariel. And he tells her he, who seems like a badass right off, and he tells oh, her, yeah. he tells oh, her, yeah. uh, Doran doesn't want to be disturbed, and she says, "Give me a reason, and I'll take that long axe and I'll shove it up your fucking." As Doran interrupts, <laughs> oh, that pole arm is sweet, by the way. It's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Sweet. It, exactly, Aiden. I'm about I'm about to get into that when we get into what Doran says, but it's true. Excellent intro for Doran Mato. I agree. Uh, Doran almost quotes word for word what the Viper said to Cersei. We you don't have to worry. We don't hurt little girls in Sunspare. We don't I love yeah. that. I love that. Not while I'm in charge. Not, Not while, while I'm in charge. But the but I'm saying is Oberon said this. Oberon said the same fucking thing to Cersei before. Like, hurt the girls in Dorne. Yeah, we don't hurt girls a little bit. again. Why they did? Why I believe that was not sent by someone in Dorne. Why I believe no. that that was Cersei manipulating Jamie. And I think that was the whole reason Tyrion sent her to Dorne in the first place because he knew that that was the one place probably yeah. she would be, be safe. Be safe. And it's yes. And I he, like even if she's agree. not safe with their mother, she's not safe in like. Absolutely if if anyone I trust, it's Tyrion in that situation. You know, Tyrion's yeah. not going to send Marcella somewhere where she's going to get hurt. So he, was, he all he did in that circumstance was strengthen their alliance. I really believe that. Forest Lass, I feel I feel you. I understand there's certain, a lot of people are upset that we're we're not seeing uh Arian Martell instead we're seeing uh, we're seeing uh her here. That's worth mentioning. I don't want to go down that route too much. We'll talk about that in a book club thing, but uh it is worth mentioning uh for the people that understand what we're talking about there. <laughs> so she says uh your brother was murdered and you sit here or we th- we meet uh uh Doran. She comes over, your brother was murdered and you sit here at the water garden staring off in the sky doing nothing. Doran, who has gout, and gout, if you don't, if you don't know, gout is a form of arthritis categorized by severe pain and redness, tenderness in the joints, pains in the joints, ankles, knees, toes. It can occur at night, be severe or mild. Uh, it, it, the, what happens is tenderness and swelling and stiffness in your joints, acute physical deformities or redness. So Dr. Bashir is pretty fucked up here. Yeah, it's extremely yes. uncomfortable, painful, unpleasant. Gout ain't no oh, fun it's shit. Horrible. A rich man's and disease. As you've all probably seen the commercials for the medication. It's from too much uric acid. Does it make and you like side effects? May cause heart attack and stroke in some victims. It's, yes, <laughs> it's, some, it's some it's some it's fucked up shit. shit. And so so he says. Uh, anyways, he says, "Grow the hell up." Basically, he says, "My brother was not murdered." He lost. No, he, wasn't. he wasn't. He wasn't. And and if I heard this correctly, he didn't say this, but it's almost in his tone. If I heard this correctly, over and had the the viper had the mountain on the ground, had him killed. Yes. It was talking shit. Was going all <laughs> ignomin toyer on everybody. It should have just kept his mouth shut and killed the motherfucker. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. And again, he I'm good. that confession. Again, I'm gonna say this in pub someone else's video. If you haven't seen Aussie Man reviews, how that should have ended, watch that. <laughs> And, and, and I gotta, I gotta say this too that um, I was actually so just in awe of what I had, of the like pan out over over the water gardens and seeing Bashir sitting there and that picture of him <laughs> over your head, Phil, is from like twenty fucking oh, years. Longer, ago. longer. 
Well, it was the nineties. It was the nineties. All 90s. I could think is, oh my god, he looks so fucking old. See, I thought he looked very much the same. He did, but he looked like old. you can tell he, well, oh he's made god. up to be like pained well, and and so I missed like, a lot of what Bill ha- Bill has a really important point yeah. though here. He says the only joint pain I ever get is when my roach gets too small and I burn my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or you put it in your yeah, mouth backwards and you burn your lip. <laughs> Ren Renwood wants to point out Cersei's line to the Viper after that. Everyone in the everywhere in the world, little girl. Girls, uh, they hurt little girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, no, that's in but her not mind. in Dorne. Not while not one while of the two Martells in are in charge. L- Lola, me too. Lola was hoping that everyone in Dorne would be played by Pedro Pascal wearing different wigs. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. No, but Cersei says that because she likes to hurt little girls. Exactly. So everyone else must. And she's been hurt. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's ever been hurt. I think her biggest pain in life was was at Daddy first her mama died. Do you know what's funny is we we we've gone so far here we haven't even gotten to the Danny hate. So Christopher uh, Christopher says you get a so you get a sense from Doran's eyes that he's been through a lot and still isn't impu- isn't an uh, isn't an impulsive man as a result. Uh Steve Ivan says he got the accent perfectly. Yeah, oh, great oh, yeah. cat. I'm so glad that so they good. That they, they casted him. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm sitting here with a friggin' Deep Space Nine thing right behind me. I'm a huge fan of or him as an actor, and I'm so uh, pumped was, to, to see him working uh, on the show. Three favorite characters on Deep Space yeah. Nine. Yeah, well, it's because the actor does such a. And and it's fair. I don't want to talk too much about Deep Space Nine, but like he showed the most character growth as any other yes. character on the show, starting out of something yeah. and turning into something completely different. He has such range as an actor to be likable, yeah. hateable. To be hateful, to be supernatural at times too. So it's really going to be fun to watch him on this show. So he says, uh, he says, yes, my brother uh, lost by trial by combat, and if I hear correctly, he lost because he was talking too much shit. That's law. That's not murder. She says he was your brother, and he goes, "This is my favorite line." He said of the night, yep. "Yes, that don't remind cool. me he's my brother. He's my brother." And yeah. he, the way he said it too, he's my brother. Long before you were anything to him, she right. said, "Shut the fuck up, bitch." He was my brother. She yeah. says, what will you do? And she says, and he says, I will bury him. I will mourn him. And she says, and then what? Him. And he says, you will have me go to war. She says, the whole country will have you go to war. And he goes, good yeah, thing the whole country's thing. not in charge. Yep. And she's, oh, I love this character. Oh. And she this says, interchange, this exchange too, the two of them. It's aw- it, so like, awesome. You see the emotion in both so of awesome. them. So smart. Amazing job. And she he says, struck with the rich man's disease. Yep. She says, the sand snakes are with me and they have the love of the people and they want, will avenge their father while you sit here and do nothing. Uh, the Viper's dead, but these Lannister girl, this Lannister girl skips around the water gardens while she eats our food, fucks our prince, breathes oh. our air. How many of your brothers and your sisters have to die for you to do something? Let me have her and I'll send her piece by piece back to Cersei. And Doran says, we do not harm little girls in Sunspear, echoing what yeah. the Viper said to Cersei. I loved my brother. You made him very happy, so you'll have a place in my heart. We do not mutilate little girls here, is what he said, the exact line. Well, I rule. And she goes, how long will that be? And she runs out of there and she bumps into the bodyguard who's like, just gives him this look like, listen, dude, can I wreck this bitch? Can I kill her? Can Can I please kill her? Please, please, please. He like, caresses the blade and is just just like and whenever you say sir i'm ready for it yep. i'll slice yep. her head off tim tim gersh what what about garrick i gotta say <laughs> i didn't see him enough otherwise he would have made my top three list although part of why i love garrick so much is he's not so 
heavy. Right. It's I agree with that. It's the fact that he was sparse in there and made it yes. made him all the better. And uh, Tim, it's a funny thing you said that I did a one of the first things I ever did on YouTube was a Garrick tribute video that got taken <laughs> down because of copyright. But uh, but I could play it for you at one point in time. I could send you a copy of it. Just to, just to, I love for you to watch. Anyways, so we go to the soldiers coming down the street in Marine and. Uh, <clears throat> and I, uh, the only thing that I ever knew Alexander Sadig from was Kingdom of Heaven. Even that, he did a killer job. Oh, he's really awesome. I love how Hotar was ba brandishing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was like, he was. He just was like, I want to kill that girl. Just let me kill her. Let me kill her, please. And yes, Christopher uh, Doran gave a slight shake of his head as in, don't kill her. Yeah, he, he said not to harm her. And it leads me to believe that maybe Doran has some other, it doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like the guy, that type of guy that doesn't, want revenge he definitely wants revenge in the Lannisters but he's probably looking at the long game of having Marcella down there and having her in the family is the Absolutely. is the worst thing you can do to Cersei she's just going to be pissed about that and it's going to drive her yes. nuts and make her yes. do something stupid but yes but whatever marry her into the family <clears throat> nothing better you can do than have <clears throat> your son fucking her daughter. oh no oh no here comes lola lola's the first one cast the first stone if unless you want to scroll up and read all of the fun hate before the show started oh queen no amidala. queen amidala there we go fuck can anyone please tell me the fascination with daenerys i'll tell you the fascination with daenerys dragons. has dragons dragons, dragons and i i was gonna say this later in the episode but i might as well say it now the one thing i i gotta say i'm happy about with game of thrones beyond anything else at the beginning of the season we've had two episodes and we've seen three dragons that's good dragon to episode ratio i like yep. that yep. and and not not only that being the reason why everybody's got such a fascination with danny is i'm gonna say this she she is probably the most attractive girl in the show Permanent girl in the show, but Sansa. I, also, I said probably. Sansa. That's debatable, debatable. But she—that's not the the whole reason. She mounted the stallion that was supposed to birth the stallion that mounts the world. Oh yeah, we want to. Every woman out there loved Cal Drogo. Yeah, yeah. Cal Drogo drooled. Had women so so you're saying Daenerys's attractiveness or interest in Daenerys had to do with the reflection off of how cool Drogo very, was very very big part of it because that's one of the reasons why many 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 women out there got into Danny and named their kid Khaleesi Khaleesi was like the <laughs> I think that's it's a big reason when you I speak think for women. <laughs> I think that's. A I think I think Joe can speak for womankind. Don't you think so? Women out there tell me every woman I've talked to has been like, "Oh, Cal Drogo, this is a very sexy man, right?" I'm not. I like I said, I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, okay. It's fun to hear you speak for womankind. This okay. This is my. This is what. This is one man's opinion. Very skewed opinion. You told the women around you, and this has been the consensus. And listen, and I'll tell you, I'm the first person to tell you i know less than john snow <laughs> so, right. so vaughn says Do i just want to get i just want to put in vaughn's comment about doran before we get off doran here doran is just as smart and calculating as varus and littlefinger interesting oh yeah oh, it's like a culture of varuses and little yeah. uh, this guy this guy this guy that's in the head of doran has like there's a reason why they call him a prince and not a lord this country, this section of, the, of Westeros down here in the map, it's the foot, uh, it's 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 uh, bordered by the mountains. This is Dorne, right? We've talked about this before. And let me show you the water gardens are uh, 
somewhere in Dorn, right? <laughs> and this was not able to be conquered by Aegon the Great, the guy who conquered Westeros and united the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> he had conquered all the rest, and before he could get to Dorne, he made, you know, the North kneeled with the largest army that was almost ever gathered on the planet, and... <laughs> Kneeled to the dragons rather than have them all burned. But when it came down to it, Joe, they couldn't invade Dorne. Joe, Scout says if you're going to speak for women, promptly get your period. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Forrest Lass says... Thank you, Scout. I hey, love it. Hey, Forrest Lass says... So we, yes. don't, we don't like Danny because she boned hot guys. Really, Joe? You're in dangerous ground. Uh, Lola says... I can say cunt punt, but I can't say it's because of Kyle Drogo. Lola says even Melisandre is hotter I, than Danny. I didn't Sam's even hotter. Say you were wrong. I just said it was interesting. It and was Rum, fascinating. And Rumham's Rumham says Podrick greater than Drogo. And uh, Doctor Pavel says I'm the pain train. The pain train all the way. Listen, uh, you know what what Podrick does behind closed doors. Is apparently legendary. Is is maybe <laughs> legendary, okay? But when you take their shirts off and put them both on screen, I'm sorry. You're looking at Drogo. Drogo. You're looking at Drogo. Uh, yeah. I might not be looking at Drogo, well, but the expression on my face is vastly different when I'm looking at one or the other. And I'm probably the the kind of guy that's sitting. Uh, you know, Podrick Payne is better looking. A couple, man a couple of couple of quick comments. Depends on what you're looking for in a man. Podrick Payne has that innocent, like, trainable, but oh my god, he's an artist behind clothes. Fair enough, but I don't want to let a woman talk for women. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was bad. I'm sorry. That's the last thing we need. That's the last thing we need, Katie. Well, Come on. What am I here for? Yeah, Come Katie, on. what are you I'm doing? Katie, why, 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 are you, why is Joe talking? That, that's my point. Why is Joe talking for women? No, anyway, let me continue here. Aiden says... question about why people love Danny. I think that a big reason has to do with the fact that season one she was so heavily involved with Kyle Drogo. Good, good, good. Okay, yeah. I, I see that. Like we evolution and then, as an individual. And then there was dragons. One. Yeah, she she evolved very heavily in season one. She became she went from being this meek kind of vulnerable girl <laughs> to to a Khaleesi in her own right, and that was mother huge. Of- and then she became the mother of dragons. So that's that's endearing. <laughs> that's a big thing. That's yep. very. Aiden, that's Aiden says we haven't seen Doran's uh, nature yet, though. I'd love to see how they reveal that this season. Me too. Bill says the Water Gardens around the middle southern coast of Doran. Sunspear is the cap- capital at the western tip. Rumham wants to know if we're getting a quiz afterwards. Of course. Uh, Rachel <laughs> says I just don't see the appeal in Danny. Oh, Girl power, oh, says Dr. Pavel. Rachel61 says, at this point, anyone is hotter than her. <laughs> Lula says, I'll take Jaquin Hagar, super hot. Forrest Lass says, Kyle is not even in my 10 hottest guys in Westeros, and Marjorie is the hottest chick. Rumham says, Danny Glover's the hottest. Bill Sutherland <laughs> says, Natalie Dormer doesn't do it for me, so I'm not a Marjorie fan. Uh, <laughs> there's funny stuff going on in the chat room. You guys are so I fucking just, awesome tonight. I can't be a Marjorie fan because of all the no. other shit that I've seen her in. She's been in I too was much very stuff. upset that she yeah. was cast in this role. 
I wish they had found someone else for Ooh. it. She's competent and she's capable and all of that. I just really wish they had found a different Joe, actress. Steel Sabus, I don't want to get on this, but just to say someone's on your point uh, with you here. I seriously think Joe's on to something about Cersei. Uh, Steel Sabus, thanks for the message. Something about uh, framing Dorne with that threat. She told Jamie that her and Marcella's necklace were the only two in existence. I brought this up in chat a couple of times, but no one seems to respond, but seriously. Yeah, sorry, the chat moves really quick. It's tough to, uh, yeah, tough to catch everything. But uh, thank you. To, so to the so we go to the soldiers in the streets and Marine cutting down. It's Grey Worm Dario walking around the city looking for the Sons of Harpy, following a lead. Uh, Dario is going around, going on about how the Sullys don't they don't whore, they don't blend in, they stand out, and how uh, the Second Sons have vices. We're you know we're drunks and whoremongers, so uh, we find shit out. These. I love these two together. It's great. They they have so much to learn. I, I have to say, because I've been very, very hard on New Dario, this was my favorite New Dario episode so far. Hey, fans out there, who's hotter, Grey Worm or... Dario. Dario. Uh, the, the Grey Worm. This Grey Worm. This Dario, Grey Worm. But, God. but anyway. I think he's kind of scrawny looking. Like, he has a weird bum, and, and a, he's kind of scrawny, but he has that charm and that, like, and I think Dari charisma. I think so. that about Dario, and I think the same about... I think the same about uh, Angus. Welcome, weird, Angus. Welcome, Angus. He has a weird bum. It's like it's a very strange bum. That's Grey Worm. No, Dario. Yeah, that's what I, I yeah. agree well, with I'm you. Stuck and then on I said, Dario's and, uh, bum. <laughs> so, so he, so Dario's going on about how we blend in and you guys stand out. My guys hear things. This gives me clues. Clues. You got to loosen up, Grey Worm. I got lost in the chat. So <laughs> Little does he know that that uh, Grey Worm is that Grey Worm is. Or that a lot of unsullied are going to whorehouses. Anyway, so they go to a room. <laughs> they, for cuddling. Yeah, for they cuddling. whatever. It's, it's their version of loosening up. So they obviously found something. <laughs> they go to a room, and uh, they're acting on a tip. As Grey Worm and him look in the room, Dario's asking. Grey Worm says, uh, we, we leave. No one's here. Dario goes, are you in a hurry? Are you scared? Because he obviously he saw something. Grey Worm says, no, unsullied have no fear. Dario says, listen. Buddy, that's your problem. You knew fair once, but you for, but you've forgotten it. And since you, this was Dario, my favorite Dario line since my favorite Dario line on the show. So since you do not know fear, you don't know how to hide. And he takes the knife and kind of stabs through a wall and gets some guy in the that's leg that's awesome. hiding. I really like that speech that he gave him in the example right there. Yeah, I really like that. And and that goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's not it, you know. If there's a loud bang beside you, like with Arya, and the horn went off, and you don't startle or step back, something that you've never heard before or witnessed before like that, that's the smart person that is, that's startled. Person. That doesn't mean fear. That means you're on guard. You know, uh, so... You're reactive. There's, there's that's, reactive, that's, uh, right? So, <laughs> but not overly so. Right. And, and he's calling it fear, but it's not necessarily... Oh, fear. Fear is a bad thing always. Exactly. And I just really like this Healthy example. Fear. And it, it kind of harkened back to the Aria thing for me <laughs> at the very beginning. Steve French, Dario's butt again? Yeah. LOL. <laughs> so most people are saying Dario in the chat room. A couple, Rachel said Grey Worm. Uh, Forrest Lass is anyone but Dario. Is uh, Steve Five wants to know if Dario's bum is CGI. Uh, CGI. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it, it wouldn't be so strange if it was CGI. Yeah, they would have made it look a lot better than that. <laughs> it, it has character. Oh, if, <laughs> I just I want to say if anybody if anybody is asking great personality. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I also want to say if anybody is that's talking in the chat. If anybody has like a specific question that they're trying to get in the chat, it's scroll it's scrolling fast. Keep the chat going fast. But you can email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. Uh, do, do me a favor. Put it in all caps. And Katie will hopefully be able to flag it too. If it's a question that you want us to answer and, and flag specifically, please put it in all caps. Yeah, and, we, and we'll try, and we'll try to get to it. Try to catch it. So so anyway, so Dario says uh, so he's email or that either way that works. And if you're listening to the audio cast and you have a question that you want us to talk about in the next show, you can. You can also leave please. voicemails at seven eight one nine nine zero eight five zero nine. Oh. Anyways. So oh, sorry, Ren Renwood says if the Unsullied want to cuddle, they should get a puppy. Oh, yeah. Rescue, adopt, yes. So many puppies out there. Dr. Pavel, you don't like Emil Clark as Danny. For whatever it's worth, there, I'd love to see the pilot stuff that they shot with the other Danny. Uh, I know they, she was one of the people that was were recast. Someone will, can find that information and share it in the chats. But uh, I believe Danny was one of the characters that they recast in the pilot. Was that it was or something, too? Uh, it was Catelyn was one of the people that they recast as well, yes. So uh, Dario says, listen, that's your problem. You know what's too fair. The guy falls out as they pick up this guy and they find all the stuff to prove that he's the har- the that he's the harpy uh, guy that cut the uh, unsullied or the the, the uh, former slave's neck or the unsullied necks. Yeah. So they go to Danny's small console and uh, and the, and there's this guy from last week. His name is Mossador or Mosador or something. He's basically he's one of the freed slaves from Marine. We find out that he was one of the first ones that picked up a sword to fight on her side. Uh, he's basically represents the 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 former slaves in Marine. He's he's their voice on the council. He says that these harpies want me dead and they want me back as a slave and they need to die. Then he says that maybe that's the right message. She starts to go right, goes right to that. Her first instinct is like maybe that's the right message. We should just kill this guy. Barristan says maybe you should not rush to that. Uh, let's ask him questions. He may be more vo- valuable to us. Dario says, listen, uh, listen, I, uh, I already asked him questions and he knows nothing. And Dario says, uh, and he goes, nothing more to ask him. And his Dar also starts to kind of starts to defend him a little bit uh, and goes into it with the, uh, with the other guy, with the, uh, what's this guy's name? Mossador. They go back and forth about, about just the politics in it. They continue to bicker about what's really going on in the city till Barristan finally says, why don't we have a trial? Let everyone in the city see your just, try them, and then make your judgment. Show them a better way, something that they can look up to. And the Mossador guy says, I don't know how things are where you guys come from, but here, these guys taught us before you came here that there is no fairness. And he looks at his dar and he says, mercy and trials mean nothing at all. All these people understand is blood. Danny says, thanks for all your counsel, sends them this away, and then Barristan asks for a word. Let me just get through this quickly. And he says, uh, your father, the Mad King, she goes, don't, uh, use your, don't use my enemy's words against me. And, she's, and he basically explains to her that the Mad King used to burn people, burn fathers and sons. And every time he burned another person, burned everybody, laughed about it. And every time he burned another person that he thought was against him, any dissent, uh, he... he uh, it just led to all of that just led to every Targaryen being dead except for two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. Finally, someone has stepped up that she really trusts and was like, it's not just stories, Danny. It's not just stories. It's all absolutely true. Every horrific thing that you've basically heard, he says, 
you know, he sums it up really quick. It's not like this long drawn out conversation, which I think it probably would have deserved. Like, let me sit you down and actually tell mm. you the true story of your family and how great Rhaegar was, now, and how horrible this man was that was your father. The only, Everything that you've heard is true. You don't think you don't think Jorah sat her down and talk, had this conversation no, with no, her? Absolutely not. I don't think so. He was too in love with her. He didn't want uh, to break her heart. Right. It was all your your family was great. You're great. I love you, baby. Yeah. Oh, they were slightly oh, flawed. Can I smell your hair. But, yeah. I just want to stand behind you some more. Like <laughs> seriously, like cat, you're <laughs> no, Jorah did not tell her that it was all true. Dan, uh, Bill says Danny should have executed that harpy on the spot. No trial, kill him and be done with it. it I tend to agree. I think she just should have killed him right there and been done with it. But whatever. So, uh, so let, let's not talk about Danny right now. Let's go on because we're going to talk about Danny at the end here. Yes. Well, I I agree with that. I do agree with that. Uh, let's too. let's we'll, we'll hold let's hold the Danny stuff because because we'll get to her at the end and then we we'll, then we can go full on Danny. Let's get to the let's let's get through the other stuff here. So we go to a carriage heading down the road as it's Varys and Tyrion. Tyrion plucks a bug out of his drink and says. And, and Varys says, be careful, you might ingest some salt. This was one of my favorite scenes in the episode. It was so short, but I'm so glad they're making sure they're keeping, keeping Dinklage in every episode. Uh, be, be careful, you might ingest some solid food. And Tyrion says, listen, buddy, when I agreed to come with you on this trip, did I misrepresent my intentions? <laughs> as, he, as he drinks. Oh. And he goes, and what else do I have to do besides... Uh, what else is there to do for me inside this fucking box? And Varys says, you don't like it? Because you can tell he's starting to get a little annoyed with him, too. And Tyrion's <laughs> like, I want to go for a walk. And he goes, you can't because Cersei offered a lordship and on your head. And Tyrion says, she should have offered her cunt. It's the best part of her for the best part of me. <laughs> talking, about the, talking about the head. Well, uh, suppose the box is as good as any. Varys says, we're, we're going to spend the whole trip to Volantis talking about the futility of everything. And Tyrion says, you're right, but I thought we were going to Marine. He says, well, the, the road, we're going to start the road to Marine there. And he goes, when we, and when you get down that road, what do you hope to find? Varys says, I hope to find a ruler. And Tyrion says, I, we already got one. Every pile of shit on the side of the road has a banner on it, has a ruler. <laughs> and Varys says, you were quite good at ruling in your tenure as time in hand to the king. And Tyrion says, I managed to kill some people. And Varys is like, yeah, you showed other talents besides that. And he goes, I was also kind of a servant. <laughs> but you also showed promise in many other ways. Tyrion says, he switches over to Shago. She wanted me to leave. She wanted me to leave King's Landing. Why didn't I go? And he goes, I like the power. That's why. Even as a servant, I like the power. And Varys says, people will never follow us. They'll never follow people like us. They find us repulsive. And Tyrion says, well, I find us repulsive. <laughs> and, we, and we find them repulsive, says Varys, who just keeps going. He keeps trying to probe at him. Exactly. That's why we keep ourselves in large boxes around us. Yet no matter what we do, people like us are never really happy in the box. Not for long. And Tyrion says, you're right. So let's go for a walk. And Varys says, no. <laughs> And Tyrion goes, it's not like, it's not like, uh, what, Cersei going to kill every dwarf? How many dwarfs yes. are there in the world? Yes. I, 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 I want to, yeah, absolutely. Yes, you will. I want to say that, I want to be able to say this was my favorite scene of the night. It was close to my job. It was good. And, it was but, a good one. Hey, but good. here's the thing. And let me know if you if you agree. And I I bet you you two don't agree. Uh -oh, Battle of the Black Pussies. Oh, yeah. oh. But keep going, keep going, keep going. Betty so yeah. <laughs> so um, and no, they're not related, but they should be. 
They might actually be. They could be. Yeah, but, but keep going. Go, go on your point, Joe. Go on so your point. anyway. <laughs> um, Feline genetics aside. I, I wanted to say that this was one of my, that this would be my favorite scene of the night because I love these two characters and I love the way Vary speaks with people. And Tyrion's exchange. almost as eloquent in a, in a looter sort of manner, but still just as fucking eloquent. In the, like in a crass in a crass kind of way. Been grumpy. And I, I, this should have been this like poetic and they poetic scene between the two of these two well-read, very smart men that are quick with their tongues, and it all just came out and it felt forced to me. Really? And I felt a little disappointed by. It. I loved what they were talking about, and I don't. Oh, think dude, I, I couldn't bad, disagree. I couldn't. But, I couldn't disagree with you more. I, fi- I find their... their I felt, it felt a little forced. No, to me, I find their chemistry so good and they feel so natural going off each other. It, to yeah. me, it didn't feel forced at all. But I, I, I hear that you're feeling that way. So as we cut to another dwarf head, but I couldn't disagree with you more, but I don't know. I, 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 but, and I, I want to say this. No, like, like this is a, there's the caveat that follows this show and follows the, de- the Walking Dead that no matter how bad I think one of these scenes are, really, they're the best scenes. Yeah, the bar like, is high. The bar is so fucking high. high that this scene, even though it wasn't my favorite scene and I wanted it to be, it was still so good. It trumps almost any other TV I've seen. See, I, I can't. I, see, I'm so invested in Tyrion and Varys that I have so much love oh, for yeah. them. And seeing those two act together so much, it's like... It's like I'm living out fan fiction a little bit. Yes. So, yeah, no, yes. no, and it's that's like maybe I have that's why because it's different to you. I don't want to get down your your imagine, but I don't I don't want to try to pick your brain. But I think part of it is that it's it's different to you, so it feels fan fictiony to you. Yeah, maybe. So so it feels forced. Like, you're like because it, it's just I for the show. It to be so much more, and mm. it just it it kind of wasn't what I felt. I as much as I wanted, so maybe it came off not. Maybe it came off a little like Scout Dakota says, Joe, this scene forced two thumbs down. Oh. Oh. Tyrion is such Tyrion uh, Steel Savis says Tyrion isn't a bad yeah, start hissing at him. Tyrion is in a bad way right now. <laughs> Tyrion is in a bad way right now. I don't care for the current woe is me Tyrion. <laughs> Uh, a couple more comments about Tyrion. We got uh, Lola says Tyrion the alcoholic going to be in new character mode. Pours wine, drinks, vomits, goes back to sleep. Textbook. And uh, Steel Saber says great scene. Tyrion is just kind of a downer right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and maybe and maybe that's what it was because he's usually so much more full of life, and it's hard to watch him be like, oh, my life sucks. It's poor pity me party. Oh, yes. I want to drink myself to death. Did I make my intentions not known before we came <laughs> so, on the So maybe that's what it is, too, because he's not the Tyrion I loved so much in the first place. I hear you. I just love Varys so much, too, even if even if Tyrion was a downer. So Varys, is so, Varys is so positive in his, uh, in, his, in his attitude. I just love it. Well, let's remember I hated Bob in his positive attitude, too. That's true. So. You hear it. That's true. <laughs> I'm a little like Tyrion. Only I probably knifed this fucker to the back of the head for trying to be too cheery. Christopher yeah, says... At least give him some pizza. Yeah. What the fuck? Christopher said Cersei put every dwarf in the world in danger. Oh, <laughs> Bill, yeah. Yeah, she did. oh my goodness, yes. Bill also says Cersei killed Sansa's wolf Nymeria for Nymeria's crime. Oh yeah, for the yeah for the crimes of Nymeria. Don't think for one second she wouldn't no, murder hundred dwarfs. For the dwarfs. crimes of Joffrey. Let's get that straight. Yes. 
She killed the wolf because Joffrey was a little fucking Scout, yeah, I'm I'm with Scout here. Yeah, Tyrion's a downer. His father tried to kill him. Hello. Tyrion's going through some shit. You can't have a character... The love of his life left him and was found in his father's bed after being put on trial listening to the lies that he spewed. Calling him my liar. And he's been shitting out a... Pity party, but that's like... And he's been shitting out a box for the last couple of months. Give him a break. now he's in another box with fairies. I mean, how great is that? I'm with someone that doesn't have a dick, but ah, oh, doesn't have Ho- a pussy either. Horse Nation, uh, Horse Nation <laughs> says uh, Tyrion can be a downer now, but he'll be full of action once he meets Danny anyway to clean up her I, shit. I really think so. I think I so think too. I think gonna that's going to be a boom catalyst. I think for both of them, that's going to be a <laughs> big revitalization. Doctor Pavel says, very, very good point by Doctor Pavel. Doctor Pavel says he's going to need a lot of mops to clean up that shit. So, so as we, <laughs> as we, as we, as we cut, cut to another dwarf head, not him. Uh, she. She's, she's it looked like, a lot like him, though. It did look kind of like him. She says, nope, not him. And Marin, I'm not saying they all look alike, either. And Marin fucking not. Trant is like, oh, should we take this faker and put him in the tr- in dungeon? Head on a spike. I'm such a badass. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Marin Trant. And, and she says, no, we'll discourage the other rest of the hunters. Mistakes and happen. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and t- mm-hmm. so take the head. And Quyburn, who basically you could see his erection from the time this scene no, started. I, 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 can I just say this with Quyburn? What the fuck? Where did this guy come from? All of a sudden, the mountain's dead and he's there. Like, really, where the fuck did this guy show up from? He came with Jamie. He came back with, with Jamie and Brienne. Did we see that? Yes, we TV did. Show? Yes, we did. When did they meet up with, like... They met, he, he met up with, he met up with, with J- he met up with Jamie at the, uh, where Brienne was fighting the, uh, fighting the bear. Oh, he helped heal his hand. Yeah, yeah. He, after it was cut yeah, off? absolutely, yes. Okay, that's why... Okay. Yes. Thank you for clearing this that up for me because for some reason I had this big brain fart and all of a sudden I Look was at like, you, Joe. You're you're you know you're hating Tyrion, you're forgetting about Quyburn. Oh well, god, I Joe. Remember, I kinda remembered how he showed up in the book, but for some reason I was just I, I had this block about where this guy actually how he actually showed up and all I could remember him from was showing up with I love this guy. I love Quibert. He so I, I could never forget how he showed up. He just I, I just actually really like the right. character. I, so, say, I, it's all flooding back and it's all, So Quiburn basically comes into the scene with a hard on for the head. He's just immediately like, oh give me that head. I need he's that head. Use that for with his black fucking medicine. Oh he's a creepy dude. The That's scourge stuff. of the citadel. Bad stuff. Rob found uh, Vaughn says Rob found Quiburn at Harren Hall. Quyburn yes. was exiled for being a shady motherfucker, says Dr. Oh, yeah, Pavel. Wicked shady. He wants Ma- that midget head for something. Uh, Dr. Scout says... Extreme shady. He's the Frankenstein of Ooh. Westeros. Steve Five and Quyburn gave Cersei an abortion in an earlier scene. Vaughn says he just happened to be the... Uh, <laughs> he, he's he's just in case she gets pregnant with anybody but Jamie, anybody but a family's kid. Yeah. <laughs> she, she keeps Quyburn on, uh, on retainer. That device he used on on uh, sucking whatever it was out of the mountain he used on Cersei before. Is that I want to see the mountains resolved. I yeah. know the, the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, so ma- maybe it's gonna have this head on it. It's whatever this thing is. That I'm sure. I'm sure this. <laughs> I'm sure this head's gonna come back. They wouldn't have shown us that if the head's not coming back later. I think. Uh, so so Quiburn's like, come and I can I have that head? It'll be useful. And he just uh, it, he's been salivating the whole time. And Marin Trans like, are oh, you hurt? I'm bringing the head over to that guy. I'm an ass. I'm I'm tough. I'm tough. So we go to a real tough guy though, as we're now in the new small console. And we meet or we get our get a big taste of Kevin Lannister, and we also see Mace Tyrell, Quiburn, and Pizel. 
And uh, Kevin asks, so uh, to Cersei, so you're the new hand of the king in the most, probably about the most disrespectful way anyone could possibly say that. <laughs> and she says, no, uncle. And she tries to respect him as much as Cersei gives anybody respect. She's trying to give him respect, but he's just giving her like what she usually gives to everybody else back to her. He's like, he seems to me like the Stannis of uh, the, of the Lannister, that generation of Lannisters. He's, he's even, uh, he's even less emotional than Tywin. He's just like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. And she's, he doesn't pull any punches. He does not play. He doesn't want to play any games. She says, no uncle. haha. That would not be appropriate for a woman to be that. I will advise my son till he comes of age. And Mace Terrell says, no, I'll do it until he's old enough to pick one. She says, no, you're going to be too busy. I'm going to make you master of coin too and make you have to deal with that whole uh, uh, debt issue that we're dealing with. Uh, the king said there's no one better with better ex experience to rep the crown's, crown's interest. He also mm -hmm. says, you, Uncle Kevin, who uh, Uncle Kevin gets a weird look. And then Meister Pizel says, oh, well, occasionally the masters of the old citadel will be acting hang and Cersei just ignores him and and oh, doesn't just ignore him, interrupts him and it moves says, the conversation on to the next form of business. Quyburn's uh, the master of the whispers and Pizel goes, oh, the joke, this joke, this grace and embarrassment uh, kicked out of the Citadel. Oh, what's his qualifications? And Cersei says loyalty more than that eunuch ever had. And so, oh yeah, oh dig at the varies. And he's just grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. This pies blah 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 blah. So then she turns to Kevin and says, "The king uh, wants you uh, in control. Since you're in control of the Lannister armies, to be the master of war. No man living better deserves the title." Kevin says, "Kevin says that's an honor, but I'd like to hear it from the king." And she says, "He's busy." And he says, I don't want to hear that. He should be here learning how to be king, learning how to Absolutely. rule. He's, he is learning. He's learning in this capacity that he's having me speak for him. And this is when Kevin gets real. He says, listen. Oh, I love this. He puts her right yeah. in her fucking place. I came here to pay respect to my brother and serve the king. And pay respects to you. I did not come here to serve as your puppet to watch you stack the console with a bunch of sycophants and send your brother away so no one opposes you. And Cersei does the thing that a lot of people do when they're backed in the corner and you call them on three or four bad things that they do. <laughs> they pick the one small part. No, they pick the small part of what you say that's wrong. You know, she didn't she didn't yeah. say anything to any of the other things. She just takes it to the brother part. She goes, actually, no, my brother's gone away on a mission, on a diplomatic mission. And Kevin's like, okay, then what mission? And she goes, it's not your place to ask as master of war. He says, I don't recognize your authority to tell me what is and is not my concern. You're the queen mother. You're nothing more. And he gets up and he heads out. She says, you're just a woman who drops babies. Yes. You're the king. You're if the king wants me, he knows where to find me at Casterly motherfucking rock. And he just drops the fucking drops the mic and walks I, I, out. I, I got to say the look Katie just gave me when I said that about nothing but dropping babies made, made me. Hey, there's, 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 I could see it. I could see I the look. give you a yeah. look. It's hey. what he said to her. Yeah. I'm just that saying that's not, that's not, that's not what I think their rightful place it, is. That's Kevin's not. view of, of the woman. Christopher, right Christopher said, sir, uh, sir, Kevin was the only competent man on her council. Dr. Yeah, Pavel says, Kevin, Kevin is the best Lannister. Aiden says the uncle just laid down the law. You can't cheat a cheater. Lannister knows the game. And yeah, his brother is Tywin, for Christ's sake. Yeah, Fuck you. Yeah. And you know how Tywin feels about Cersei. You're not as clever as you think you are, Cersei. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure Kevin knows all of that. Tywin's given him his counsel. If any Lannister other than 
Uh, if any Lannister Tywin actually could, you know, rely on, it's Kevin. Kevin was like, dude, Lannisters are dying in King's Landing. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm the fuck out of here, bitch. Yeah. Nice one, Bill. Uh, Scout says Kevin was dope. Lola says the facial expressions in the scene are amazing. Re they really are. Uh, yeah. Scout oh, Dakota great. says, uh, great impressive impression of, oh, of Pizel. Oh, poor oh, little yeah. Pizel. He never gets the respect. That's why. I'm sorry. Poor Pizel never gets the respect. Man. That's why he's still alive. Yep. I think the dwarf's head would look awesome on the mountain, says Ren Renwood. Me too. I, I have a feeling that's what we're going to end up seeing at the end of the season. Forrest Lass says, at mom, you're scaring me. Uh, Joe, you know what he's going to do with that head, that freaky motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Vaughn says, know what he's gonna do. I'm with you, my man. Thank you. Vaughn says, get the hell out of here and quit fucking up the court, Kevin Lannister. Yeah. No, I really, I really liked Kevin Lannister. <laughs> me too. Me too. He's, yeah, he's Rachel, the and, person who has told the absolute fucking in your face truth to Cersei without fear, yep. without hesitation. It's just, yeah, fuck you, you kitty. I'm off. Your son needs me. Let him call me. Yep. <laughs> and I'm wondering why nobody else has really taken this position with her specifically. They're terrified of her. But that's the thing. They have no need to be terrified of her. She has no actual power. She's a con. She's so, the queen. She's the king's mother. So she can. She has the the king's ear more than anyone. But the king doesn't really have any say right now. So she's the one. It's a very let's Either. let's Correct. let's let's just leave it as fair to say that it's complicated right now. Uh, Steve Fiven says, especially since Cersei wishes she could, but will never inherit Castle Rock. Absolutely. Igor says, uh, Kevin Lannister is like, who the fuck do you think you are? Let me, let me, let me, I, I just want to point out out there that we we know. Rachel, I just want to say a couple Lannister's comments. Son is, correct. Is that Lan is that Lancel? That's Lancel is Kevin Lannister's son. Mm. Rachel yeah, says Lancel. Kevin would have made a good hand to the king. Absolutely. He could have taught uh, Tommen yes, how to be a good have. king. And, and to that point, I want to point out that not only is Kevin Lannister Lancel's father, but let's remember the last time we saw Lancel last episode mm -hmm. and where he's at in his head. I just want to point that out real quick. No, it's fair. Well, the fair. Lannisters don't seem to have very good luck actually raising and molding their children. No, Correct. no. It's like they've done a very bad... No, and it seems... It seems it, that's the way it goes in Western No, it, se it seems... It, no, it also <laughs> seems like the Lannisters are one of those type of families that the competent ones skip a generation. No, because Tyrion's competent. Tyrion's very competent. Tyrion's very competent He's an exception. Well. Yeah. And, and Jamie as a fighter, I guess, was competent too. Uh, <laughs> Tywin had a low opinion of Cersei due to the, how she handled Joffrey. This is Aiden. It makes sense Kevin sees that, too, in the same opinion. Absolutely. Scout Dakota, because the bitch is so crazy. Aiden says, uh, who has inherited Castle Rock at this point? Is it Kevin that, that has at this uh, point? Yes. Actually, it, it is Kevin who inherits uh, Casterly Rock at Va this point. Vaughn says, uh, let your son be a man. It ain't about you anymore. Bill says, I think Kevin would be Lord of the Rock. Yep, absolutely. Scout says, dude, she's chopping off heads. That makes him scare makes her scary. Rumham says she's dangerous. What what regardless of the power, she's dangerous. Optic says, seriously, Kevin is Kevin in TV is much better than the one in the books. I, I tend to agree too. I liked Kevin a lot in this scene, the way he calls yeah, her out. I, I agree. They kind of make Kevin out a little bit slower than he is. I mean, this kind of plays out. He reminded me. He rem he reminded me of Stannis ish in, in this scene a little bit. Like it's uh, a little bit more so. Yes, there was. He had a little bit more backbone in this scene than in the books, and he he wasn't. And Tyrion Tywin rather. I always get those. 
you see yeah, Amish always do it. Yeah. But Tywin, anyway, had a very low opinion of his. Cougar family. Douglas. Maybe Uncle Kevin knows the truth about the Lannister kids. Welcome, Cougar. I'm seeing a lot of new names in here. Thank you guys so much for checking us out tonight and watching the cast and taking a part in the live chat. Uh, Cougar Douglas says, maybe Uncle Kevin knows the truth about the Lannister kids. Maybe. I, if he, no, 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 I'm sure he here's does. Here's the thing. Here's the I'm thing. I'm sure he does. He's not dumb like Tywin. To everybody. Yeah. So everybody in Westeros has absolutely heard the rumors and everybody not in front of uh, Optic said it in th- four, in uh, five words perfectly. It's an open secret. It's an it open, an open oh, secret. It's yeah. an open secret. Yeah. Nobody's going to talk about it in front of Cersei, but everybody's already heard the rumors and know that these rumors came from Stannis Baratheon. So speaking of Stannis, like- speaking of Stannis, good transition. We're off to Stannis's daughter, Shireen. She's teaching Gilly how to read. And they and just to get an interesting parallel to something else that's going on in the, in the episode, the, she's working out the S sound with a snake and to a whole thing about... Uh, and then Gilly's kind of asking about her face and she's... Uh, what they like call it. it's a great explanation what here. they called yeah what do you guys call it in the uh call it down south we call it uh grayscale gilly knows of it two of her sisters had it and what asked what craster did with them craster locked them up in a hut next door and they became these mm-hmm. and they didn't get cured uh so that they became these creatures and eventually brought out and he eventually brought them out and sh- killed them but, it, but it's also worth it to say uh the little girl asks her what did you guys call it? Right. And she North. goes, I don't know. We didn't call it anything. Call it anything. We just brought him out back and shot him. And shot him eventually. Yeah. So Sam's also doing research in the scene. He goes, oh, do you know who the youngest Lord Commander of the Night's Watch was? Ostrich Stark was elected at 11. <laughs> and Gilly says, <laughs> I love this line by Gilly. Gilly goes, Sam's like, did you know this? And Gilly goes, I know S. I just, I love that line. And Shireen's. I love that he's looking up old commanders right now yeah, right it's it's he's a hint to what's some, some diligence here yeah, he's it's a plotting for his future action. right it's a hint of what's to happen shireen says i taught davos and he sucks at learning you'll learn too gilly says you're a wonderful teacher as she turns and gives sam a bad <laughs> luck you suck at you suck at teaching and he goes i told you to just practice and she, and she goes i hope you and ostrich stark will have a lot to talk about sam says <laughs> uh, shireen says i learned to read shireen says i learned to read at three and sam says wow who taught you your mom and she goes no some old maester my mom let get burned some oh, nice yeah, she's, she, he's immediately like like three wow. and three? both of them and like, he's what? and he's <laughs> And she said, I have a lot of time to practice because my mom wouldn't let me out. And that's where Gilly asks about what happened. And they get into right when she's about to, Gilly's about to say, we shot, we take him out back and shoot them. Because uh, Shireen's like, what do you, why do you take him out back to the woods? What do you do to, with those people? And, uh, and right there, uh, Stannis's wife walks in and, and, and breaks the mood up. And she comes in and, uh, and Sam shows her respect and her, him and Gilly leave. And she, and she yells at Shireen not to talk to the wildlings, that mm. Gilly would kill her because her dad killed uh killed his people and they'd strike at her, her to strike at him and she goes no she's my friend teach i'm teaching her to read she wouldn't do that mom says you read and you read and you don't understand people that's something you don't get shireen you should understand and what i wanted her to say no mom you have no per- the personality of a dry dish rag and even though i've grown up locked up my whole life i have a little bit of my uncle renly's personality and i can actually yeah. interact with people so i, I wanted mm. i wanted her to say the, the line that i wanted would have been much a little bit easier it was. It comes right after Stannis's wife says to her daughter, uh, "For all, for all you know, you don't know what people will." She says, "Oh, you know, stay away from her. She's a wildling. She wouldn't hurt me." She goes, "For all you know, you don't know what people would do." Shireen, like thank she you. She should have said. She should have said, "No, no, no. 
I may not, I know exactly what people are capable of because she had her fucking aunt and uncle were burned at the stake in front of her. I know exactly what people will do, but this woman will not do. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, mom is kind you know, of transferring onto her daughter. Right. I know what people are capable her. of. I know, I, I have no delusions. You had your brother and his family burned at the stake in front of us by the orders of the red priestess a couple seasons ago. So don't, I have no delusions of what people will do, but Gilly would not hurt him. Lilith says Sam has grown quite a pair of balls in the recent seasons after the kiss uh, and Gilly are in truly in love. It seems rooting for them. Oh, what, what we get it's out wonderful. of, of Sam later on, is very courageous. It's very so. No, 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 Come on, even. come on, man. That's all I'm saying. No, but come very on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're you're getting you're getting pretty brave with that stuff tonight. Chill. Come on. Uh, so Doctor so. Pavel says, "I love I love how much Stannis hates his wife. Like even before this season, just the way he's so disgusted with her." Uh, they say they She's turn. Crazy. She is. She's just so- very crazy. Very Coug- sick woman. Cougar Douglas says uh, she's uh, seems like she really wants to get rid of her daughter or and have the red woman be the mother of uh, the king's children. Where would she fit in? Burned. You guys uh, think Brienne needs to get laid. I think uh, I think Stannis' wife needs to get it more. And uh, Bill says, Westeros doesn't exactly accept women on the Iron Throne. Dr. Pebble says, no one wants to bang Solis. Rachel says, I wouldn't mind seeing an early death for Stannis' wife. So, this no needs to go the way of Lysa. Ooh, ooh, we got, we got, uh, we got hey, Nate. Oh, there's, there's any port in a storm, guys. Remember we got that. Nate. Oh, eight. We got, we got Nate. 08 who says, Hey guys, for the first time, I'm able to catch a live show. So I just want to send a big hi from Finland. Not a Game of Thrones fan, but I love your Walking Dead reviews. Just wanted to stop in. Can't wait for season six. Thank you so much for checking in. Uh, stay tuned for us doing uh, season one of, Ga- of Walking Dead coming up pretty soon to do a little bit of catch up. So back to Game of Thrones. So we go off to <laughs> John and Stannis and Davos. Uh, Stannis is like, what the fuck? You showed Mance mercy. I ordered him burned, and you show. Uh, uh, yep, Sam is not craven anymore. Scott Dakota says Stannis's wife equals knife to the back of the head. Yep. <laughs> uh, I ordered burned, and you showed mercy. King's word is law. Ask Lord, ask uh, Sir da- Davos how I deal with lawbreakers. Now Davos is kind of giving John the, if you were anybody else, you would be fucked up right now. He's just giving him a look like almost, almost. How are your hands not cut off right now? Oh, you're too. In- oh, son of a bitch. Stannis. Yeah. Stannis says too much kindness. People won't. F-. This is interesting inside Stannis. Stannis says, uh, too much kindness, and people won't fear you. Too much fear, no one will fall, and and with no fear, no one will follow you. John says, with all due respect, the free folk will never follow you. No matter what you do, you burn their king alive. Not me. And Stannis says, then you, uh, then you? And he says, no, only only one of their own. And then Stannis goes, uh, do you know this wretched women change the subject? Uh, Lord Mormont's... uh, niece liana or liana or something like that mormon child of 10 i asked for her loyalty she sent me this and she hands he hands john a note john reads it and it says the lord of bear island up here so this is the this is the black watch this is where stannis is at the moment right here and right in the middle of the wall there bear island is right there that was lord mormon's little island or upside down horseshoe bear so paw. okay bear paw and uh it's a a little 10 year old girl rightfully should probably be jurors but he was uh katie's hand yeah do you you know what we need to get you joe someone said this in the chat at some point we need to get you a laser pointer 
<laughs> so I'm not blocking everything. Oh no, no, it's just easier. You can do it right from your seat. You can right there. Or the, like a... <laughs> oh, that's true. Got... That's true. Yes, I need more tech. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so then Stannis goes, "Do you know this retro? Oh, the retro woman." And uh, and John reads the letter that's the note that says, uh, "I asked for her loyalty, and she sent me this. It says, I know no king, but the king in the north." Whose name is Stark? To which John, uh, John Stark, John Snow <laughs> he smiles. He chuckles, and Stannis goes, "That amuses you? That, am I funny?" And John says, "No." So- I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> but let me have this one. Come on, let us Stark have this one. Give us a break. But Northern men can be a bit like the free folk. He says, loyal to their own. Stannis says, "I know." Robert, even with Ned's help, said it was next to impossible to control the North. Davos says, tonight they're going to elect a new Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and it's going to be Alistair Thorne. And John says, it looks that way. And Davos says, Thorne's an unpleasant man. He thinks you're a traitor. What's life going to be here with, with him in charge? John says, eh, not too good, that's for sure. And uh, Stance goes, your bravery <laughs> made him... to the picnic that it usually Yeah, the, the wall's great with, uh, <laughs> with White Walkers and uh, Wildlings trying to get through. Uh, your bravery made him look weak, Stannis says. Stannis says, I don't punish a man for being brave. I reward them. I don't doubt it, says John. John says, I pledged everything I can. I'm a sworn brother to the Night's Watch, to which Stannis gets this look like, I don't give a fuck about that. And uh, I'm the king. And he says, I want the North. Give me the North, Jon Snow. And John's like, how can I do that? Even if I wanted to, I'm a bastard. I can't do that. And he goes, kneel before me, pledge your sword to me, and you will rise as Jon Stark, Joe, of Winterfell. He puts that in front of him, and that would make... Every slip of my tongue, so worth it. Dude. I would throw it back at all you haters out there. Dude, I cry. I got. I got to admit, this is the, this is one of the the scene that got me in this episode. I not too much information about myself. I'm a bastard of the East Coast, and just this moment of understanding everything Jon Snow, in a smaller extent, of everything Jon Snow would want in this moment of truly becoming part of his family, not feeling like an outsider anymore, taking control, just having it in front of him right there, everything he's asked for. I couldn't help it. I was moved. I lost no, it a little bit. No, not it's everything not, he's, not asked what he's asked for. Not what he's asked for. His dad not every- is not legitimizing him. Right, Other exactly. Dad, exactly. Yes. No, and I think it's it's also... Because when he, when, he, when he talks about it to Sam later, he says, you don't know how many times right. I've dreamt. Right, I'll ultimately... Dead asking the king yes. for that. just to go back to back up your points and say and do another thing i think it's even more so that he knows if anybody would be disappointed in him taking winterfell for this reason and and vow and sh- uh yeah. forgetting his vows it would be his father yes yep, yep. Yeah. and and i i gotta say too that uh i just got so i just got so so emotional and and the thing is, I think Ned absolutely, if not for Catelyn, would have legitimized John in a second. Yeah, he probably would have. He, br- he probably would. Well, it wasn't just. It wasn't. I think. Yes, we, uh, Steve. We said Phil. We said. Illusion. We said. I it want was, to say it was to keep the illusion too, because the illusion. Never mind. Well, uh, I think it kept him. It you're being risky tonight, Jeff. <laughs> Never mind. It so. John even safer from any other like <laughs> entities or whatever. It's, see, that's still it's the booze, Joe. It's the booze, it's Joe. Still so, just speculation. Steve, uh, Steve, uh, we we said it was Chowder. I'm Phil Chowder. Uh, John Snow, uh, Dragon said, got emotional. Well, as got emotional as well. Renner into the Mormon women are so cool in the books. Aye. Fucking A. Aiden says, uh, we have a guy from the Shadow Tower there. Is that where Rickon is? Uh, could Stannis use him or is he at Eastwatch? Someone said Bill Bill says Rickon is at a place called Skagos. Skagos? 
It is an I- is it an island in the north where people are basically like wildlings. Uh, Scout says he wanted his daddy to acknowledge him, not Stannis. Yep, that's what you guys were saying. Perfect place for wild Rickon, says Bill. Lola says, Jon Snow's mysterious mother could have been a Targaryen. Aemon and Jon Snow could have been blood-related. Who knows? We we all know the R R plus L equals J theory. Cougar Douglas says, Lord of... Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, there is uh, Alt X or something like that. It does a great video explaining that, so you can check that out. Cougar says Lord of Winterfell will have to kill the Boltons first, including Ramsay. That wouldn't be a bad thing. No, uh, they're just wardens of the North. Uh, Bill Sotheby says, "What female Targaryen would Ned have banged to make Jon Snow?" Good, good question, no, Bill. Good question. Uh, yes, uh, Steve says, uh, "Got that Austin Powers song? Daddy wasn't there. Stuck in my head now. <laughs> Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Ren Renwood says yes, Katie, and uh, yep, we got the uh, we got the uh, our L plus L plus L plus R equals J for life. Uh, <laughs> Dragon so, says he didn't uh, he didn't because he couldn't. Too dangerous for John. I wanna I wanna say this too that um, what makes what makes really uh, Stannis think that by legitimizing Jon Snow, that's actually gonna unite the North in the first place. Because, A, I mean, yeah, he's got the king behind him, but there's still a lot of people out there who are going to be like, no, he's a fucking bastard. It's yep. not his. It will because it would be in the name of Stark, uh, uh, but I think, still. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it would be the last chance they have, essentially. So it's a good trans. It's a good transition that it cuts over from from uh, that scene with Stannis being a... I love Stannis in this scene. Again, I'm loving Stannis this season. They cut to uh, Sam and John who are talking about the vote. Uh, Sam, he's telling Sam everything, and Sam is like, "This is everything you wanted. You'll make us. He'll make you a Stark with a sign of the pen." John says, "Aye, everything. I used to dream of my father asking the king, daydream about my father asking the king, and never be a bastard again." And Sam says, "Genuinely, I'm very happy for you. You deserve this." And John goes, "I'm going to refuse this." Sam's like, "What the fuck? You'll be Lord of Winterfell." He goes, "But if I break my vow, what am I? And what kind of lord will I be?" And and I wrote this in the notes just to go, just to say back up what you guys were saying and i said ned would look down in pain at him and that's the last thing uh and and that was the last thing though sam needed to hear to know I, he, I he was gonna do how that gets him out of his vows if the, the king i guess a king could get you out of your vows essentially could he but you're still you it's your fucking vow yeah it's i know your vow. he could he could just pardon you from being killed he can he can pardon you from being killed and have you sent to the wall, or he can. No, no, no! You're already at the wall. You're already at the wall. From the punishment of having to stay at the wall. Right, I but don't know. no, because he, you've taken the vow. It was your choice to take the vow rather than being killed. So yeah, he can pardon you from being killed, but that's already off the table. You are a member of the Night's Watch. You took the vow. The king didn't take the vow. Nobody else took the vow. You took no, the I, vow. I, he, I hear vow. you. I hear so you, but make him John Stark. And he can make him Lord of Winterfell, but he can't own any lands because he took that vow. I think Stannis is trying to take some liberties. With of course his he kingship, is, but he has he has no place for it. What, John knows that. Yeah, and that's why John, as his that that's a good question son, that I want. I think there's a better out. The, I think there's a better out. The, the, this is a good question just to put to you guys: Is is Stannis even if, if we're considering because Stannis is the true king? Is the true king within his power to get someone out of their Night's Watch vows? Is there any yeah. precedent? Is there any precedent to that? That's I, that's no, that's a question. I, they, don't, they don't. They're not under the rule of any king. 
also like that's part of what they say at the at the watch like we don't we don't hail to any king we are of the, the night's watch we're crows our not- only our only job our only deal is to protect this from falling and from anybody coming mm-hmm. through that we don't say is okay yeah we we don't uh our lives so, have already so been let's lost let's get let's get through this vote scene because i want to talk okay. about sam here so Eamon stands up uh that was the last thing when Jon snow refused this and showed his true honor and his true true connection to the night's watch and how much it's his vows to mean to him that. sam sam gets up and sam runs into the other room and we, he disappears for a second Eamon stands up and asks if anyone wants to support the candidates for the 998th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. And Jano Slint almost immediately starts verbally sucking the cock of Thorne. Alistair Thorne's not just a man of the Night's Watch, a man of great nobility. He was acting commander of the Night's Watch in the battle, etc., etc. And Drink of John kind of just pissed, being like, eh, whatever, mulling over, being, doing the Jon Snow brooding. So we get some other guy, some Commander Malister of the Shadow Tower that's been a, uh, fighting since he was a kid. But you know the guy that's not going to win. Eamon's says no one else let's begin so sam sam can't take it i love sam so much in the scene this was such a great sam sam goes i have something to say so slint starts to try to make fun of him being like slam the slayer jokes janos and he goes lover of wildlings just like john snow haha <laughs> the crowd laughs and he goes yeah how's your lady love doing sam and sam's like yeah you know dude She's doing good. You know her pretty well. Because during the battle, she was cowering with you in the uh, in the room down below. Get, just think of it. A wildling girl, a baby, and Sir Janos in a puddle of his own making. As Eamon smiles and everyone laughs. Uh, yeah, lies! Lies! I gotta say, this is so brave. Like, he's not yes. only he's not only coming out and speaking mm-hmm. up for John in public in front of everybody mm-hmm. and being like, fuck that. But he's also calling this guy a fucking pussy in so, front of everybody. So, so let's get to the chat room a little bit here. The Boltons must know Stannis is uh, coming and preparing. I don't think the books ever mentioned that they took the bows before the gods. The king probably has no power to remove that oath. Uh, I'm going to say, no, Katie's right. Uh, Scout yeah. says, Katie is always right. Yeah. Ren says, I know of one bastard being the Lord of Winterfell, so it's not I, out of the realm. Believe me, I know Katie is always right. Ren says, I know one bastard being Lord of Winterfell, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, uh, it's just about what the people would accept. Possible. And, and Rob's, oh, and some something that, this is a book thing that I'm just going to mention in passing, not talk about. Rob's will's still out there somewhere as well. Uh, Lois says the true king is Hodor. <laughs> Hodor, 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 Hodor. Bill Southern. Bill says Sam calls uh, sl- calls out Slint and I laugh my ass off. The whole world was laughing their ass off. Iron suit. Will is still out there. Can you explain that for me for a second? What was that? I don't you One said Rob's comments. will is... I will explain that after the show, Joe. Iron Man suit made of Valyrian steel equals awesome. Lois says, Master Eamon is like a boss. I just found out that Peter Von Eamon is 91 years old. Wow. I- Angus Tin says, uh, Sam is unstoppable in this scene. Uh, that was a great line. Go, Sam. Love Sam, says Rachel. Cougar Douglas says, Sam killed a White Walker, a Fen, and is the only one getting laid on a regular basis. He's a yeah. badass. Sam is a badass. Uh, especially after this display at this meeting... Nominating John. Most of these guys are getting laid on a regular basis too. Yeah, Uh, just paying for it. But he's getting it clean. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Sam, John, uh, basically, ultimately, we we talked around. Sam totally talks up. John says that he he let. Yes, it was true that that Thorn fought bravely, but when he got hurt, uh, John took over things, led the battle, killed the killed the leader of the Fens, uh, went 
to go talk to Mance Raider with no weapons, could have risked his life. And before that, he killed all the guys at Craster's Keep, uh, uh, avenged uh, Lord Mormont's life, and Lord Mormont made him his squire and had faith in him and saw something in him, and now we all see something in him. And everyone and that's yes, why yes. in our darkest hour, we, we turn to him to command us. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess we can say it, Joe. Bill said it right there. Bill, Rob made a will before he went to the red wedding, appointing him his heir, but it's never revealed what it contains. Not yet oh. at least. Who is heir? John? John, yes. Rob wrote a wrote a letter. Huh. Uh so and uh Thorne says, Yes, I can't argue with any of that, but it but uh all I got to say is, who does Jon Snow want to command, the Night's Watch or the Wildlings? Everyone knows he loved a wildling girl, spoke with Mance Raider many times. What would have happened in that tent with those two old friends if Stannis didn't show up? And we all, so, so, excuse me, all saw how he showed Mance mercy. So do you want a man that fought the wildlings his whole life or a man that makes love to them? John, John gets a look on his face like, I can't really argue with anything you're saying. So and, No, no, I love the fact that, that, that Thorne, although he... Took the moment to bash John a little bit. He also stood up and said straight out, and I really, I really liked that, and I really admired that, and that further endeared me to this guy who's such an asshole, um, just a crusty old man that yeah. that he was able to actually stand up in front of everybody and say that's true. He did do all those things. He has great, stepped up. He is a man of the Night's Watch. Great, great line, Ren. Great line. He's not dishonest. He doesn't, yeah, he's not talking shit and throwing untruths out there. He's uh, great line, Ren Redwood, about a brand. Can a man still be brave if he's afraid? That's the only time a man can be brave. Yep. And uh, make that br- make that brand not Ned. Love the Sam. Yeah. Uh, oh, fucking awesome. So, a- so Eamon says Say it's. That again? T- Say that again. What did, what, what did you read? Um, it's, it's scrolled up, scroll up a little bit. It's Ren's, uh, Ren's last comment. It's about, uh, oh, where is it? There it is. Can a man still be a man if he's afraid? That's the only time a man can be brave. Correct. And, uh, so Eamon says it's time and John looks away like he can't even look like he's so honored what Sam did. As the votes get counted in a really cool way with some chips on polls, uh, it seems like it's a t- it, it ends up being a tie and they, uh, they, they whisper to Eamon that it's a tie and he goes, oh, and, fe- he goes and feels them to make sure that they're all counted and make sure it's a tie. And, oh, and, and then he adds Mr. his Eamon last one. Bam. Just, just aesthetically, he's beautiful. Yes. He just Absolutely. presents this figure of this like... And, I don't know. and someone said in the chat room too, he's 91 years old, the actor playing him. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Really Absolutely. awesome. He's, he's a presence yes. in and of himself. It's great. He does such a great job in this role and in this scene in particular when he mm-hmm. casts that final vote yep. in favor of Jon Snow. Oh, wonderful. Do you know what it did? It did something I don't think we've ever really seen. Jon Snow full on smile. Oh, yes. yeah. We saw oh, Jon yeah. Snow's pearly what whites. We saw. Yep. Holy shit. We saw a very good smile by Jon Snow. He yes. gave a full full uh full smile. So like he had Mormons of It's good approved. to say that in almost every scene with Bran, Arya and the other kids, he was also full on smiling. He loved them so much. Mm. Yeah. So we go. So it was really great to see Jon Snow get a win here, and I think yeah. I think they are in the best possible shape with someone He's like Jon no Snow. Fucking commander of the Can you believe it? I feel like we're sleeping on that, Joe. I feel like we're sleeping. Jon Snow is the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch right now, right here. They're doing it. He's in charge. <laughs> Well, he's like, not 11s. So. No, <laughs> he's like, like probably like 20s. And 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 the connection know, yeah, of the two like scenes, that. just to say, uh, I cry. My my tears lasted from Jon Snow being offered uh, Jon Stark through this scene. I was yeah. emotionally wrecked. 
And then this show starts kicking my ass as we go to Aria hunting a pigeon in the streets with Needle oh. as oh, it yeah. takes yes. it to town. To, I forgot. I was like, did the show forget about Aria for a second? Walking That's down the street. I was feeling. But I was as, feeling that, but the Jon yeah. Snow stuff was enough. Oh, to really great. So so three guys get into her face and try to rob her of the pigeon. <laughs> and they she pulls the sword out and she says, just go. What, and, uh, what do you got there? You got a sword? Uh, oh, that thing's worth 100 pigeons. And they draw on her and she says, listen. Nothing is worth anything to dead men. And that's all the shadow figure behind her needs to hear. And yeah. at the same time, we see the shadow figure come out from behind. And it's the guy from earlier from the House of the Black and White. And, uh, and these punks run. They, they peel I out of there. And I love that line. There, nothing has value to dead to people. It, man. And she's just ready to kill him. And he turns, <laughs> he turns around and walks away. And she follows him back to the House of Black and White and screams, Who are you? Why are they scared of you? Well, me, How did they walk all the way back there? They took a boat too. Well, come on. They, they, <laughs> did they ride in the same boat? You do you really need to see it, Joe? Did you really need to see that? Come on. And and then and she goes, "What are they? Why are they scared of you?" And he tosses her the coin and says, "You lost this." As it pans around her back in a really cool camera shot, as the face changes, and it is who is it, Joe? No. Uh, it's no one. No, it's Jaquina Agar. I saw. I thought you said there was there was no Jaquina Agar here. Well, and no, it was no one. A man is not Jaquina Agar. It was the face we know as. Yes. Who then? Who are you then? No one. And that's what a girl must become. As they open the door yeah. and head in the house of black one. Like we, we we didn't see him. We did it. Ah! Next week. Want more. Next week. More. Previews from next week's show inside. We've seen inside. We are inside. Holy shit. How fu- I'm going to say what Forrest Last says, and I was just about to say almost the same thing. How badass was my girl? How badass was my girl in that line? Holy shit. She was so calm, so, awesome. so cool, so collect. And she took that pigeon's head off like nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it felt like a pigeon. Okay, so, okay. Anything else you, anything else you want to say about uh, the Aria stuff, Joe? <sighs> I have a, a note, Joe. Oh, or Kate, I'm sorry. Katie, you're not allowed to talk. Katie, is there anything you want to say about the Arya stuff, too? I just have such high hopes for the evolution of this character. It's been so amazing thus far. The actress is doing an amazing job, and I love that she's... Oh, I, I so want to see how this goes in the uh, Half Moon house. Yeah. Lola says... Uh, Jaquin- <laughs> Half Moon door house. Lola says, Jaquina Gar... And I want a cookie. Oh, I definitely want a cookie. Jaquina Gar, a <laughs> uh, man is sexy. A man is truly back. At least a man's face is there. Imagine how much time would be saved if she just came with him in the first place. Dragon says there should be a caption above Arya's head when those three thugs run away that says, yeah, you better run. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's, what's, Little comic book bubble. Yeah. What's to say he hasn't been with her the whole time? Oh, I think he has. Probably, in a way. Probably. No, he changes faces her. like nothing. What if he was... He's been the hound this whole time. Steve, Steve French says, I'm sure next episode will mostly be about Arya. At least I hope it is. It, that was one big tease, if not. Uh, here's the thing. For anybody hoping for an episode that's rather like the Walking Dead spotlight episodes yeah. where they do like only one character for 60 minutes, we really haven't seen that. Only once. Only once. The, the that was for the Battle of the, battle the, wall. Of the wall. Yeah. Only once. Right. So we go. So okay. I guess we're. I guess we have to do it. I that guess deserved we, its own own whole episode. Joe it needed to be. Joe, I guess we have to do it. I don't want to stop talking about do, it. Do, I no. I, well, it's not about what we have to stop talking about. It's what we have to start talking about. Oh, 
Do we have to start? We have to. Disappointment. The great, the, the, the mother of disappointment. I thought, I thought yes. for a second there when, you, when oh, we were talking about perfect. Aria walking into the, like, here's where I am at this point after that fucking three-eyed blind I just drank. <laughs> I thought that maybe when I lost my connection earlier in this cast, when my computer did upgrades, that we covered all the Danny shit while I was gone. No, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now. But but in fairness, the the chat room has handled Danny. We we don't. There's not much we have to say that hasn't already been said in the chat room tonight about Danny. Yep, Lilo was like, oh no, Danny time. Oh no. Okay, one more thing about Arya. I love the way I love the way the city looks. I love how they're showing it. I love how we're really getting into Bravos, and we've we've already seen a lot of the. Uh, in understanding some of the scope of Bravos, understanding how it all works, getting to see her in the city, uh, b- killing the pigeon and being attacked by, th- like, I really love the whole vibe of Bravos and I love everything, Aria. And let's get to it. So we go to uh, we go to Masador who get who gets in, finds the harpy where he's waiting in for his trial in the cell, and he gets up in his face, and the harpy says to him, "You keep calling this woman Misa, Misa Jaja Binks, and she just doesn't belong here." <laughs> I'm stealing that line from Igor, I believe. Uh, it might, it might be, if, if, if Igor is not the person that originally said that in the chat room, uh, whoever gives the credit, <laughs> take the credit, please. <laughs> and uh, the harpy says to him, you keep calling this one Misa and she doesn't belong here. No matter how much you say it, this isn't your damn fucking mother. Grow up. Will, she will never be your mother. Right. Mother and of dragons, and they never say that. I really want them to say mother of dragons. <laughs> Scout, says, Ma- Scout says mother of no people skills. <laughs> Steel uh, City. I gotta say that really, this all kind of sucked. And for what it's worth, the the speech from Barristan Selmy about justice and what justice was, this was not the time for it. So because this guy did deserve to be killed. B- Bill says, "Quick version, guys. Bill, Danny fucks up royally. Drogon steals the show. Roll credits." <laughs> because where where was this guy's Absolutely. trial? So, so yeah, which she sh- if she was going to do this, she should have killed the guy in the first place. I agree with yes. you. And in such rage, we see them in Masador's eyes as it cuts to Danny saying, why, why, why? And he says, I did it for you, Mesa. You wanted him dead, but your hands were tied, so I did it. Danny says, and it's like really condescending this whole scene too, uh, he was awaiting trial. You had no right. And, uh, and she's just shocked. Like, she didn't even expect some shit like this to happen. She didn't even anticipate this kind of crap could happen. They go back and forth about who these men are and what they do to... Which is very naive, silly. by the way. And what, and, they do, the oh, way. and what they do to her children. She tries to explain that, she, listen, being queen is being a queen to the former slaves and the former masters. Everyone deserves a fair trial. Well, except for you here, coming except up. This guy. Except for yeah, you coming up here. He well, says... Well, here's the thing. Thinking about it, too. Can, can, he did... We confess to everything. Yeah, I so hear you. I hear you. But he need a trial. Uh, yes, but fair, he, does. he does. He needs a trial. He doesn't need a he trial. But he did it. But there could be mitigate. A trial Ugh. means no. She should have just killed him. In, no, guys, she should have just all killed all him in the throne room and been done with him. I agree with fucking his dar here. She never should have brought him outside. That was the stupid thing she did. She just killed him thing. right there. So, anyways, he says this okay. man's in a gold mask, murder. What? Zero, zero sympathy for Danny today, Lola says. Right on, Dragon Twist. Danny has a shithole of a city to govern. I, I agree with that, too. Like, she's, she's dealing with a black hole of cities. You're trying to piss into the wind here, Danny, too. You're not going to break the wheel here, Danny. Like, fuck you. So, anyways, uh, they, she brings them outside, and all the people say, Misa, 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 dragging them through the streets or whatever. And his Dar says to Dario that she should have killed him in the, I'm glad someone said it out loud. She should have killed him in the Great Temple and been done with it. Dario says, that's what I keep saying, that's telling her. I, that's what I tell her to do to you. Do you think that's foreshadowing for his Dar being really evil? Game um, of Thrones does that sometimes. 
they they hint at that sort of stuff, like with Arya talking about Ned in season one. Are you gonna die? Are you gonna die constantly? I just want to put a, a Philstress in that one, a Joestress yeah, in that one. I, I hope so because I always thought I never understood. I don't trust this, this Hisdar. I don't this trust this Hisdar. Just made no almost no sense to me in the books, and it makes almost no sense to me still right now. Uh, he's asked way too much of her as far as I'm concerned, and every time he comes to her with with something for her ear is more yeah. on the side of the knife to the back <laughs> of the head to me. Well, Scouts she seems to have a council of representatives with all all factions, the masters, the slaves. She, the, I, I, the, I absolutely, Katie. And Bill also says she should have killed him and the harpy in the room together, not publicly. Absolutely. And yes. Scout Dakota said this oh, perfectly. Yes. Only she can arbitrarily kill people. I can't say that word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Arbitrarily, arbitrarily well, she kill people. The harpy and him in the same room because if she was able to do that, he wouldn't be getting killed. No, meaning so. good point, Joe. Yeah, if she had killed the harpy in the first place, this guy, this guy wouldn't have wouldn't have needed to be killed. She's so, just so inconsistent, and if she's one so incompetent. Needs to have a trial. The other person needs to have a trial. And she, even she's, if they confess, you have the trial. That's like there are other mitigating. She's an incompetent mess, is what she is. Blah blah blah. Thing <laughs> is, uh, Steel Sabus. Seen about trials in this land? What really? The the two trials we've seen already involving Tyrion. Really, how fair is the trial going to be? Who's the judge of the trial? Steel Sabus said, "Good, good point." Steel Sabus. For justice comes in. She can hopefully make a trial a fair thing good thing about good point still say thing is no one saw the harpy being murdered so there's no need uh so there needed to be a trial there the advisor dude admitted yes. to it so no one needed a trial um mums to muses welcome i know you've been in here but first comment i've been able to read i think i think his diary will end up being the head harpy in the show uh still say but stupid to kill him in front of everybody mega moose says yes i thought i was the only one that that thought that about his dar scout says and the most importantly he has a weird butt knife to the back of the head uh bill <laughs> sotherby says danny doesn't need to show transparency she's not running a democracy she's running a monarchy she's trying to run what conflicting rules yeah mean? she's caring too much about the whole misa thing being someone that people love the problem well, is this is where barristan's kind of like speech comes into it where he's kind of like be careful because you don't want to be like your father yeah. and you don't want to just go fucking lopping off everybody's head because you will suspect that they're the one involved in the yeah. descent. But it's pretty obvious this guy's guilty. He's hiding in his own house behind a fucking false wall. Obviously, he's involved in some sort of shady shit. Kill him anyway. Uh, Scout Dakota says exactly, Katie. At least she can try to be consistent with her stupid logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's one who has logic dysmorphic disorder. Uh, Aiden and Aiden says there was a trial. He confessed. He confessed it. Then he got his punishment. Yeah, but you should have got his punishment yeah. in private. Uh, Absolutely. No, that's true. They, Great no, point. Even, I mean, in our legal system, even a confession is not enough for arrest and conviction. Unless it's in front of the judge. There needs the to be corroborating room. evidence, even of a confession. Scott, uh, Lola, uh, the problem is I don't think she learned something from that. She's on a large ego trip. I think I agree I with her. She is, yes. Stephen, Stephen French said... So. Steve French is scout uh, talking about Dario's ass is going to be a common topic, huh? Yep, it's going to be a common yeah, topic. That, that was yeah. it was so awkward. It's going to be a common topic. So Danny faces the people like an idiot, and she says, "You opened your gates to me because I promised you freedom." As she turns to the masters, and conveniently, the masters are on one side, the the uh, the former slaves are on the other side. So it's set up for an interesting yeah, visual looked, shot. It, it reminded me of the U.S. Senate when when one guy's talking, yeah. or Hatfields like, and McCoys giving the state State of the Union, and yeah. everybody's like, "Yay!" Yeah. And the whole other yeah. side is just silent. Perfect. Yeah, and I so he's, she said, "I promise you freedom," and turns to the master. 
characters, I promise you, injustice. And she turns out one cannot exist without the other. So she brings the guy out, which I don't know how this symbolizes bringing the guy out. And she and everyone yells for mercy, mercy. There's almost a fight breaks up between both sides of the former slave masters. Uh, uh, Mo- Mosar or Mosar, whatever his name is, begs for forgiveness. Says it's so quiet. Misa, mommy, mommy, mommy. Danny says this man murdered another man who was waiting for trial. Punishment is death. Mercy, mercy. Again, why couldn't you done this in private? I'm sorry. Dude cannot believe it as he looks to Dar- as uh, she looks to Dario to do it. And he walks over, and uh, and she kind of. There's a moment where you think she might change her mind, but she's never going to well, change her mind. She's waiting. She's not. She's not really saying any too much more. He's sitting there with the blade already. At Her ego is sucking up the moment, Joe, is what's happening. She's yeah, taking I in. She's loving it. She wasn't gonna, that she was going to say, and this will be the one and only time for mercy, mm-hmm. which is actually what she should have said, because what? she's already riled all these people up to want to like. Or why not? And take I, back their own lives Kate, and all this shit. Katie? She was in a no-win situation. Either one of the factions would have started tossing stones exactly whether she gave mercy or I she actually executed situation. this is going to be a great lesson for her that she can't just be an absolute ruler queen she has to be a politician. now now uh optics says danny's real no different from her dad at this point mom says i disagree danny's learning from all of it as part of her character yes. I, at least i hope so uh, Aiden says, I feel bad for Dario having his ass criticized this whole time. I bet he's cha- changed his nudity <laughs> contract. Scout says, Danny's not crazy like her dad, just stupid. I guess there's a learning curve or something. Steel Saber says, how can she be consistent if she has conflicting advisement from her advisors? You people bitch when she listens to her advisors and bitch when she doesn't, when she does what she wants. I, I think that's a very good point, uh, Steel Sabus. She hasn't had consistent, uh, especially with Jorah not there. She's having a lot of, other than Barristan, there's not really a... Again, opening the door for Tyrion to come save the day at some point. Bill says she needs to be the mother of dragons. Damn all her other counselors. She fucked up in season two when she didn't start to train those damn dragons. Igor says she thought she was hot shit when she executed that guy. That hissing was chilling. Absolutely, Ren Ren. Scout says it would have been strategically smarter to show mercy. Mercy would have been stronger. Or what I was about to say, she could have done a Stannis thing and cut off his hand here. Uh, He'll lose the the hand that that he stabbed the man with or something, something to that effect. Yeah. Mercy so, doesn't mean he just goes scot-free. Right. Correct. So, so the people are crying for her, and Dario takes his head, and right when they do, the Mises stop, and all the former slaves start hissing at her, silence, and just chilling. Silence. The, the masters aren't even cheering. Right. No, everyone's stunned. And then, and then uh, one of the masters throws a rock at, or gets a rock thrown at him by one of the former slaves, and the Unsullied are trying to stop the fight, and it turns into a big fight full-on riot between the two sides as uh, Daenerys gets smuggled out of there with uh, the Viking shield wall. They're like, shield wall for Daenerys, and they get her out of there. <laughs> right, shield roof, yeah. So let's let's top this baby off. She gets into her chambers, and Grey Worm and Masande and Barristan and Dario are there. Barristan says, I will stand guard for you tonight. And Grey Worm says, we will all stand guard for you. And Danny tells them all to get the fuck out as she heads out on her ledge, filled with some sort of urge to head out there as she's a... As Hear something? Or I don't think she hears something. I think she feels something. I heard she something. feel. She. I think it's a little of all of it. She so, smells something. She feels something. She, her senses are very much attuned tell her to something. To go out there. So she goes outside and she looks up and she looks down at the city and she walks out. And she turns around. You get her eye perspective first and you hear the sound behind her as she turns around. And who the fuck is it stealing the motherfucking show? Drogon climbs down. 
sniffs down, looks at her. She gets the one moment in the episode where I like Danny when she reaches out and just a look on her face. I'm just like, you get the... And again, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode. It's switching around. Drogon's becoming the daddy of yeah. the mother of stupidity here. And again, he, yeah. I love that he showed up. Right when she was in danger. Right when she was yeah. in danger, he showed up. He sensed that she was in trouble, and he fucking came there. At least that's what I assume the reason he showed up that's there. That's how it seems. That's how it seems so to me. That's so unprepared. What I, the, yeah. In between the lines I read. He was like, are you okay? He snitched position as mother of dragons and i think that's the, it like maybe drogon can guide her a little bit maybe I, if he but i don't think he's gonna stay around he's just like checking in you okay mom <laughs> see you later and it and uh you gotta wonder how because where the dragon's mind is if he even gives a shit where his brother where his brother and sister or where the other two dragons are right now and if yeah. drogon could go fucking butt like get those two out of there because i feel bad for those other two dragons can't oh she just goodness. let the other two dragons out so you said it last week. Dragon social services needs to come down and take. Yes. Well, here's well, the thing: I'm... she locked up those two dragons, but those two dragons didn't seem to be the one that. No, were weren't the ones that were trouble. Those are just—they were small enough to control. Lola, Lois says, think... "I, Lola says, I really hope those dragons suddenly come to the realization that their mummy is the same size as their food." Uh, oh. <laughs> Igor says that whole scene was just frustrating. Uh, I was the person I was watching that scene with was like was praying and was going at as Drogon's head was getting closer. Please let him snap at her. Please let him snap at her. That's what, and I think most people probably in that moment were hoping the dragon snapped at Danny. I, I, I kind of was want her to become a good mom but i wanted him to obviously has a connection with drogon and he is going to be the most vicious and powerful and spiteful of the Mm -hmm. dragons maybe this will inspire her to be a good mom to the other we we can hope so (laughs) and drogon makes sure she's okay sniffs her we get a really good close-up and a really good view of how big he's become and he's fucking huge and then he takes off and he flies off around the city to go kill children and uh small animals for feeding look for his brothers yeah um, I just I, I want her to be redeemed as a mother, but she is a bad, bad mother right now. <laughs> uh, Bill says, I know Joe said previously he disregards the versions in the warlock visions in the warlock tower, but I think uh, the visions of her refusing the throne and going to her dragons is huge foreshadowing of what Danny's path is going to be. Interesting, yeah, mom. I think it's very possible with the way the dragon relationship with her is going. Like that might be her only option in the end to reconnect with her children. Very, in- very good stuff. Is it, is it, is it refusing her throne or is she just on a little hiatus? She's on a vacation. We're, it's it's going to be interesting to see where, the, where this goes this season and where it goes future with Danny. Danny yeah. had yeah. just because I want to, I want to see her fuck up so bad. I want to watch, I want to watch the, the, the disaster. It's a beautiful disaster. Yeah. Mom said, we'll take a couple more comments. Then we're going to call on the night. Danny has to choose between trying to be the mother of dragons and the mother of the people. I think she yes. will. Cho- I hope. I, I will say. I hope she chooses her dragons. Bill says she is the mother of dragons. That's what she is. That's what she is. That she's not being right now. Dragon says she has a connection to the dragons, but but if she can control the dragons, uh, she can control. If she can control Drogon, she can control them all. Scout Dakota says I wasn't sure what Drogon was going to do. It was a tense scene. Yeah, exactly. It seemed it like was she was going to bite him. Drogon needs mummy cuddling. Aw, this is optic. Lois says a dragon whisperer needed immediately for Danny. Uh, on uh, aisle three, we need we need three. We need a dragon whisperer. Show up. I hated that it took the whole episode to get to to get to the dragon. At least we got it. So small. At least we got it. 
They never give me enough. It's expensive. No, it's the dragon, easy. that's my opinion. Drogon is the boss, as Aiden. He will keep them in line for her, and and hope and she doesn't see that. I agree that too. And you saw yes, that in the scene yeah. where he snapped at them over the food. Drogon's the boss, and Drogon seems to have. Uh, He's the alpha dog, and he has yeah. a control, a level of control. That's the thing. Like they lost out on that social regulation with the alpha dragon and he's probably at this point the only one who can come in and, and say to them no this is not appropriate you have to Ab- do this way absolutely absolutely do. uh steve i i i that i definitely think that danny dan says uh danny needs caesar milan to go speaking of that the uh mum mum to mum to muses says i don't think danny has purposely been a bad dragon mother but she was trying to mother her people too and she's been estranged from the knowledge her ancestors had um bill says i think that danny i think that for danny it has to be either the queen or the mother of dragons uh it is a black and white thing like the title of the episode interesting steel saber says she doesn't have to choose she just needs to find a balance balance equals Tyrion. I think she needs one to be the other. She she can always be mother of dragons, but she she needs to embrace them being the mother of dragons and having a relationship okay. with dragons to have the true power over the people. Good, that and that the Targaryens always have. And that's a good that's a good last point, Katie. Let's end on that. And a couple last couple final last two comments. Uh, maybe the drag uh, Cougar says maybe the dragons choose to listen. Uh, the dragons choose to listen and not be commanded. Dragon says she has to become a, a pack leader. Uh, Lilith yeah. says, come on, that's bullshit. The old Targaryens were able to control dragons a hundred times her size. Absolutely. Igor says, I do feel like there will be some reckoning with the dragons. And I agree with that as well. Some shit's going to happen. So, but guys, and we have no idea how these, how big these dragons will become. No, they're still, they're still young. juvies. They're they still kids. Become 10 times the size that they are now. Yeah, she needs Drogon to be the pack leader, and it seems like Drogon will take care of her and lead the other two. Yeah. I, I and in t- that, she may have some influence over Drogon because he, he, nur- he it seems like he's becoming the nurturer, agree- as you said. Abs- absolutely. As evidence of my last <clears throat> point, let's remember the skulls that Arya sees in the dungeons oh, this, of yeah. the Red Keep back in season one. Those Ooh. skulls were massive. Now, now, great, great point, great work tonight, Joe. Great work tonight, Katie. Chat room, you guys were unfucking believable tonight. You guys honestly make this way more fun than it are than it is to talk to two of my best friends. But it makes it makes it all the better. It makes all you guys part of our friends. And then thank you so much for joining us. And if anybody's made it to the, like about the three hour point here and has not subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button. Um, and uh, please join us next week to talk more Game of Thrones. Please. If you have any questions you want uh, answered or anything like that, please pop them in the uh, comment section below. And uh, you can email me also at, at IGotIssuesMan. Follow me on Twitter at Dirty at, or follow Joe on Twitter at DirtyLocks. Follow me at IGotIssuesMan. Email me at IGotIssuesMan at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, you can leave a voicemail at 781 990 8509. And we can play it on the next following show or if we do a, do a, uh, do a feedback show type show uh, depending on how many voicemails we get we might do something like that or different emails anyways guys importantly most importantly tune in and watch live and join in the chat exactly whether you're listening on itunes or or you're watching us live you know either way comes back and forth uh come check us out live and try to get here live because then you can get your voice and get in the chat room because it makes it all the more fun so everybody 
Also check out g4etc.com and issuesprogram.com for all of our stuff. Everybody, good night. Have a great week. Peace. Good night. Woo, we're not gone yet. We're still here. Oh no, and music's getting louder. Oh shit. Oh shit.